I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert. Attention. Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. You are my podcast, my only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh, my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. <laughs> are you interested? I know you are, because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone boy. I don't know, phone boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust him. Fuck you two! You're talking peak no agenda right there, everybody. Oh, yeah. It's peak no agenda. It's peak something. I'm not sure what yet, but uh, it is uh, episode 73 of the podcast that uh, is uh, made up and, and, the, and the show doesn't matter. Neither does the content, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I think. And I'm, nothing I, else matters. <laughs> I'm just saying. So we finally met the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah. Yeah. His name's Phone Boy. I, mean, I think that's me. Yeah, uh, apparently last time we checked it was you, even though people are forever trying to steal that moniker like a band we played last night in Rideshare Radio, and uh, I'm still Phoenix. Let me start this off by clearly stating that I'm better than everyone. Yes, and, uh, and, but you're, and you're also, you know. I am a bona fide motherfucking princess. That is correct. I am. That's right. Now, so to start off to this show, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna play a clip as we usually do. We 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 do a lot of clips on this show, and this this show is uh, no different. Many people think of health when they think of health, they think of physical health. Um, however, studies have shown conclusively that the head is part of the body, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> So uh, <laughs> if you are crippled with panic attacks or have debilitating depression, you are not healthy. Yeah, we, now, did, we did see the production note that the, uh, I did bump the clips a little bit. but uh, Yeah, and uh, that uh, woman you heard is yeah. Miss Georgia Ede, and she is a yeah. very prominent member. Yeah, I actually have a paragraph on her in my opening there. Yes, uh, I know, opening. but I'm giving a little preface because, you know, that's how I steal the spotlight on you, phone boy. Oh, uh, well, yeah, okay. Just, that's uh, okay. No, please, go on. No, so, <laughs> now, uh, so... Start off with a story. So, living in the communist state of Inslee during 2020, uh, I joked that thanks to all the bullshit COVID-1984 restrictions, all I could do is go for a run or have a drink. I apparently did enough drinking that the source of much of my misery even commented that I might have an issue. Of course, now I understand that her concern about the issue was slightly more about appearances than any real concern over my own mental health. Um, Neither way, it was enough of a wake-up call that I stopped drinking for a few minutes and started trying to figure out an exit strategy. Uh, an exit as I did, as you all know, and with all the trauma I experienced and uncovered, I'd argued that what allowed me to keep a clear mind throughout all of this is my diet was largely on point. That doesn't mean I didn't cheat or make mistakes or, or from time to time, but for the most part, the guiding principles of my diet have not changed through the, the, last, you know, the last year or more. Um, and, and even though there's not a lot of direct studies, there's enough evidence out there to suggest that diet has something to do with your mental health and that if you struggle with mental illness at any level, your diet might just 
just be the key to getting a handle on it all. Now, um, all of the clips, actually, I think, yeah, all of the clips you're going to hear today are from Dr. Georgia Ede, a Harvard-trained, board-certified psychiatrist specializing in nutritional and metabolic psychiatry. She currently serves as a staff psychiatrist and nutrition consultant at Smith College in Western Massachusetts. Her work tries to answer... uh, about what people should and should not eat for optimal mental health. Now, the answers to the questions of what to eat won't be a surprise to any of our listeners, and most likely, since it seems to be the kind of eating pattern we've been discussing throughout the history of our shows is is the right approach to take. So, um, so we're we're going to uh, present a, a lot of in, a lot of information about uh, about uh, you know this, the, what she's done about it and researched and, and and yeah I think the other the other motivation for doing this topic is uh, you you have your own story to uh, to add as to why what, what actually drove this topic yes I do and and I actually wanted to mention the fact that I actually have been to Smith College which is where this fine woman works so I wish however that at the time I had known and would have possibly had the opportunity to have a conversation with her and have many more years of having been eating correctly and being good to my body than I have since being with you yeah well there you go but uh, yeah she is uh, the yeah, and I think well, no, there was another more personal reason. Or do you not want to get into that? Oh no, the f- I have no problem getting into it. What sparked the idea for this topic was the fact that my son, my oldest son. Now I think I spoke about the fact that my two sons are now speaking, which makes me so happy. It, it warms my heart. But um, my oldest son is going through a tough time because he. Basically, his heifer exo lady decided that she was once again going to claim that, you know, he had laid his hands on her, despite the fact she was the one who pinned him to the frickin' ground and was beating the hell out of him. You know, way to go, blunt fucking county. You know, the victim ends up going away in handcuffs. Beautiful. Great justice, dickwads. So, anyways, you know, a message to Blunt County. Fuck you! Yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, seriously, like, I don't know. What they're to... they're fucking useless douchebag cocksuckers. But anyways, on the topic, because of this, he's on an electronic tattletale, cannot smoke the good herb, cannot drink, and has a curfew. So I got to thinking because he's been struggling a lot with trying to find ways to cope without it. And, of course because I know there are so many benefits to cleaning up your diet, and I know that boy has been eating like abject garbage, my thought was, you know, we should probably do a show about how food affects your mental health, because I know that he listens to my show. Sometimes he's even in the chat and participates. He's fantastic. I love the fact that both of my children and basically all of my immediate family are all pedal heads. That's very, very special to me. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that that's actually something we need to put in the toast and jam now that I think about it. Um, okay, because uh, yeah, the, the, what, the, uh, a surprise in that in that category, um, something you know. Anyway, but yeah, okay, okay. So, um, so yeah, this is um, it, it, yeah, it, it, in, in, in certainly I can relate to a lot of what 
what, what what her oldest is going through because I went through the same thing last year. Um, it was j- very different circumstances, but you go through a lot of the same sort of, especially like at the very beginning, you're just shell-shocked and you're just trying to find your bearings and everything's all screwed up. So it's, there was, so I, I can, I could relate on, on a, in a big way with what he, what he's going through. And so th- that, that's what drove this. And we said, well, yeah, there's, there's a, there's a lot to diet. Cause I mean, I've had, I've had some experiences with my mental health improving over that. And we'll get into that. And as we go through some of these clips here, but um, okay. So let, we are, we are going to go and uh, do, do the value for value pitch because we are a value for value podcast, a method pioneered by the boys at No Agenda, and you can contribute value back to us with the value you receive in a few different ways. You can go to lotuseffect.show and click on that yellow We Like Money button. Send us some Fiat Fun coupons. Uh, we can Send us some Boostergrams using a podcasting 2.0 app, or you can mail us stuff. If you want, want our address, uh, hit me up in the back channel. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a physical address to, to send some stuff. So... With that in mind, we are going to go and talk about those who contributed value back to us. I like that idea. So, um, would you, so, uh, yeah, we start with Weirdo, who gave us a $22 donation. So, thank you so much, Weirdo. We totally appreciate that. Yeah, that came in at like the very, almost either like at the very beginning of the last show or the beginning at the end of the last show, somewhere in there. Yeah, like, it, we, we just, we just missed mm-hmm. it. It happens. And so, we want to make sure, we want to make sure we properly acknowledge those who send us value back. Uh, and, and I want to, I want to also, Weirdo has been huge in the V for V with attending all the silly shit we do, like Rideshare Radio, this shit show on Saturdays. Well, yeah, okay, he came up with the name Rideshare Radio. We he did, him, yes. That's that's another you know V for V that he has provided is that he actually labeled what we were calling uh, Studio Thirty Three Rideshare Edition as Rideshare Radio, which is now has been rebranded as. And my riders are really digging it, but we'll talk about that in Toast and Jam. That's right. So, uh, we'll also, but meanwhile, we'll get back to, to uh, Sharky, who his monthly donation of seven sixty six is is popped in the inbox uh, just right before showtime. So make sure we acknowledge that. Thank you so much, Sharky. Another awesome pedal head who is always listening in on our shenanigans and. Again, last night, uh, <laughs> baiting the listeners was was worth it. We'll talk about baiting the listeners in Toast and Jam, but yeah, it, yeah. It, it it was so worth yeah. everything. Yeah. So uh, we kept also, me going till disgusting hours of the morning. Yes, yes, we did. Um, so Dame uh, Dame Boosty Steed uh, boosted. 2222 sat saying pedals cover of pixies where is my mind song request please yes we, it's one of the ways you can request songs in studio 33 or rideshare radio is to is to use your boostergram app um and uh, and uh, we also got a we also got another boosty steed boost of 2222 sat saying supermassive from black holes and revelation muse song request then uh, servo weighs in with 6337 sat saying i don't know what the show is about but the after party is lit AF as the kids say. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is exact it is it is lit. I mean, yeah, we yeah, especially we get the Bemroses involved. Oh boy. Oh my god. Yeah. The last three weeks we have been Bemrose heavy and we appreciate it. We love it. We want more of it. That's right. And we want more of Weirdo who came in with a great thirty three thirty three boost saying rideshare radio boost. Woohoo. Yeah, we like it. We we're 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 huge fans. Um uh-huh. and, and then, Ned Ned, this dude. Yeah. This dude. Yeah. 
Poor man. I gotta tell y'all, Puddleheads, this poor man. He, we need to, we need to take up a charity for him. He needs to get some mental therapy because he is of the belief that David Lee Roth is a better front man than Sammy Hagar. This poor man, pray for him. But anyway. So he said for 10,000 sets, he said for songs and whatnot. So we thank you for that, NetNed, even if you are very misguided in your believings. And then we had me again, because you know I do what I do with 10,000 sats, saying this is a new live son of a bitch. Go podcasting. Wait a minute. I hit the button. This is a new live son of a bitch. I wish I had. I wish I had the go podcasting here. I don't have that one loaded. All right. I'm surprised that we don't have that one loaded. Yeah, I know. That's but okay though. That's that's cool. But um, so if you want to be part, so if you want to be part of this uh, whole boostergram thing, well, you know, certainly, uh, you know, I mean, we we certainly invite you to uh, Arr, shiver me timbers and boost me bitch. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, if you don't have a a, a podcasting app that is capable of, of uh, sending satoshis, uh, take off all your clothes and go to nudepodcastapps.com. Uh, and yeah, we we are nude podcasting today. This is a uh, yes, nice. it's it's very easy, especially when you have mornings like I did, where your morning doesn't start. Uh, until the afternoon because your night didn't end till the morning. <laughs> yeah, anyway. The, day, the days kind of ran together, folks. We'll get into that. Oh, badly. Yes. But irrelevant to the fact, yes, it was quite nice to just have to roll out of bed, do my morning beauty routine of making sure I don't smell like half a heifer's ass because I didn't grab a shower and uh, get my ass on my ball over here yeah. and start spitting in the mic to you, fine That's folks. That's right. So, um, okay, so there's lots of ways you can send us feedback and you so you can send us a message on no agenda social i'm phone boy you are uh p-h-e-o-n-i-x and a bunch of other stuff after yes. it <laughs> um uh, you, know, uh, you know what i'm gonna do before the next show you have homework since i'm always having to do homework you have homework i want you to get my name so that the next show you can actually say my whole name so for the first time, for the last time, yet I, another time, you'll I will be see, screaming I will, I will, my name. I will see if I can make that happen on the back channel because I I'm sus- sure you will. I, 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 I suspect if I if I portray it correctly to to uh, to Aaron, or it won't be an issue because we're not overloading the server because I we have, there's a count problem. What in the actual hell does you looking at my name, writing it down, and having it available for the next show so you can actually say it have anything to do with Ariner or anything of that nature? I'm. Are you being way overcomplicated, phone boy? No, I was. I was thinking you said something different. Never mind. Mm Mm-hmm. Because to me, that means go get the name on No Agenda Social. So it's, it's so it's your, your name is just Phoenix at No Agenda Social. No, darling, I don't want to change my name until I'm damned. We're good. Okay. Well then, <coughs> this is now that we've wasted people's time. <laughs> no, for the love of Christ. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. So, I think you should read the feedback we got from one of our very esteemed pedal heads. Yes, Sir A One Sauce. Yes, Sir A One Sauce. There's a voicemail. There's a voicemail in abeyance that I will that. I think I'm going to make I'm going to call an audible and we're going to play it now. 
Yeehaw. Yeah, so before I read this feedback, because he because his call came in right as the show, right after the show had ended last week, and so we didn't play it, and I and I saw it, and I went, yeah, we need to play it. So right. I need to make sure this is unmuted. I need to come over here, and I need to play this voicemail from from yeah. Phoenix and Foam Boy and the Lotus Effect. Hey. Uh... Uh, the revelation that I learned about myself here recently, I think that, um, I don't know, I've had a lot of uh, a lot of patterns here that, I don't know, I've repeated patterns probably over the past 15 years. And I think I've, what I've learned about myself right now is, is that I've, uh, I've, been, I've been recreating things that I grew up with in my childhood and uh, in my teenage years. In my adulthood life, I've been I've been recreating these scenarios, and um, I'm just kind of like realizing this now. And uh, it took me recording myself about it, and then um, uh, having a friend kind of listen and give me some feedback on it. And it it makes a lot of sense now. Like I'm finally was able with the assistance of another friend to step away from my life and look on it and, and with a different perspective and realize what I've been doing and how I'm creating, recreating these 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 um, negative experiences, I guess is what I would say. And uh, and that gives me that gives me the tools and the leverage and to, to make changes going forward that will help me to elevate myself, to to take steps to have a better life because um, after some of the experiences I've had just recently, it I was I, I started to have a real negative outlook and now I'm starting to kind of turn around though I'm still I'm still swimming. I'm still struggling here and there. Um, but it's um, is giving me the I think the proper perspective, not just the bleak perspective that I have been harboring for a while. And uh, happy to report that I think things are going to change. It's going to be uh, you know a a, a a solo journey for a little while, at least at least to allow myself time to be comfortable with just myself and not relying upon others for my own happiness so and that's that's a revelation for the something that I've learned about myself here recently so um, in the lotus to you all love you guys bye oh we love you sir a1 sauce and glad to hear that things are taking an upswing that's fantastic it's a step in the right direction after all yeah and you're you're a fantastic dude like on honest to pieces like having met you in south carolina you know yeah. We, we we adore you. Yeah, man. we got to appreciate yeah, we, you. We got to make a. We're thinking. We're thinking. We're going to do a road trip at some point during the summer here. And, and yeah, and, once things you know are you know better financially on my end of the stick, and uh, once my school studies and whatnot conclude for the semester, which I did find out that I have my final for my awesome math class on the first of May. So. We all know what's up with the first of May, May. y'all. Yeah, Woo-hoo. that's right. Oh, I have to be careful. Yeah. 
my math teacher's actually listening. Yeah, I don't give a shit. She already knows I'm totally fucked up from the floor up. If she ain't figured that out by now, she never will. She's fantastic. I love her energy. Yeah. I, I think that's the only reason that I'm actually keeping my head afloat in math because fuck, I suck at math. Well, you, you picked the you got the right person for sure. You know, honestly though, it is getting a little bit easier. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's, it's, stuff is starting to kind of click into place like a Rubik's cube. So it's yeah, all good. Yeah, it's there's there's a lot of things you have to build up to get to the. Yeah, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about no. Mr. Sir A one sauce. Okay, so he so. So he sent a message to us on No Agenda Social. He said, wow, I had such a good time hanging with you all virtually, jamming to the tunes, saved many to a playlist and unpacking. I worked till about 3.30 last night before I finally stopping and taking a shower and eventually getting back to bed at 5.30. I don't like DST, by the way. Yuck. Yeah, we don't either. Uh, I felt like I was there with you all at the party, just hanging out like a wallflower and laughing. We'll do it again next time. Well, that's why we do the Studio 33. That's right. We do have as much fun as y'all have with all the shenanigans and especially with having had the Bemrose brothers two weeks in a row plus a dame as a cherry on the top last week god only knows what will happen today but i am concerned having not seen sir Bemrose in the chat like he popped in and said hi at the very beginning of our broadcast day but then he kind of poofed you know what i think might have happened i think dame Bemrose might have actually finally dragged him off of his stool and beat him unconscious for being a troll <laughs> well we'll never know because he trolls her as hard as as he trolls us <laughs> yeah well that's it's, it's just it's just the nature of the beast is it? It, it is okay. and, and they are fine okay. fantastic so people, can you so. vamp for a second while i um well i was if you hadn't broke in <laughs> i'm just checking it <laughs> oh my god Fuck you. well yeah Wait, did you so just use my own clip against me? No, I did not. That was no. really no because I was hit, I hit uh-huh. the wrong button. Uh huh. Yeah, uh huh. You button. you you need to go do whatever the hell it is over here touching my buttons. How damn dare you? You have such nerve, sir. Oh my god. It's obscene. That's the point. You are absolutely unacceptable. But what isn't unacceptable? is our refire topic for this week. So we want you to call 253-237-3321 and we want to know if you have ever experienced sugar rage. You know, that whole Twinkie defense thing from way back before most of y'all were probably born or you at least were too damn young to have remembered the Twinkie defense. Irrelevant to the fact. If you've ever felt ragey after consuming excess amounts of sugar or for some people like Tigger weighed in and said that uh, she gets ragey if she doesn't have sugar she has rage if she does have sugar she's just ragey so we love you Tigger and so yeah call 253-237-3321 and tell us if you have ever had sugar rage yeah and uh, of course you know we clip yeah I know yes I what is wrong with you I understand I had to I have to come sit down from doing the task I was doing so you know just saying we don't want your shit please Please don't don't send us your shit shit. well you're gonna get my shit anyway but what else we don't want is uh, to miss Ernestine yeah oh you know what I I, I did not that's one thing one thing I did not line up remember I was gonna line up one ringy dingy two ringy dingy well Ernestine isn't standing by y'all, but Google Translator is, and it's going to mangle your transcript, and you could end up being a show title. It's happened numerous times. Yes, it, it has. Uh, you know, but, oh, but I, but I'm going to, ha- I'm going to actually play it. 
Dell computers. This is Chip. That's right. Yes, because I think I think those clips need to go together because this is they a, do. Yes, yeah, so you know that was one of those things. One of those things you get when you when you do it when you do a movie. One, a run one a one ringy dingy two ringy dingy there you mm-hmm. go yeah there you go so and we should have a cavalcade of stupidity I, well I hope we'll see depends on if Rev is uh, uh, how, depends how fast on the, how uh, much that, bullshit he has to put up with from his computer he yeah, was having yeah. de- he literally sent me this awesome video of him just rant raging about <laughs> dial up speed or something like that I don't remember at yeah this moment, I, I know it was, I, 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 it I, heard, I heard what he I heard what he was saying I'm like yeah, that that that's that's I've been there. <laughs> yeah, it was slow AF from what I understand. Yeah, well, that, it's exactly. So we will we will we will we will check, but we're not to that point yet. No, um, we're not. This is uh, oh, actually, no, there is something there. All right, well, that's cool. Da 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 da. So, he is so useful. Yes, and efficient, and also he's a cool ass mofo. Yeah, he is. That's right. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we will have something from him a little later. So let's get in. We're going to get into the balance of this of this topic here. So, all right. So I, I'm going to I'll set I'll set a little bit of a stage for, for you all, just because um, I just kind of break the fourth wall, I guess. But uh, yeah, so I pulled all these clips. She's probably not. I think she's heard some of them, but uh, we didn't really discuss what we were going to discuss about them. So she's going to be playing. No, these. this is kind of a no agenda on acid although we're not on acid um formula for the day yeah so i i've got a bunch of clips that i'm playing from uh, from georgia eden and i've got i pulled them from a couple different places and i'll have the links to the videos in the show notes uh but uh yeah so i think but but this but as i went through this a couple of times because i had to of course play the clips and make sure that they're in the right order and the right you know that yeah but i wanted to make sure that they were all reasonably organized and 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 um and and, and, and I know what I'm going to say about most of them. So, um, but we, but I thought it would be, I thought it'd be an interesting exercise. Yeah, because we were to answer sort of this question. What and, we, and I think you'll, as we start going through it, you'll see some of the commonalities with some of the stuff that we've talked about previously, and it, and it makes sense. It's like you know, exactly everything starts healing. So, um, we're gonna we'll, we'll start the we'll start the first half with um, well, what does the um, you know what does it? What is the? Um, you know, I, I guess yeah. What causes mental illness? And that's it. It's kind of with the question that, that Georgia Eads starts off with. In order to begin to answer this question of why carnivore diets might be helpful with mental health disorders, we have to ask, like, dare to ask a different question, which is what causes mental illness in the first place. Yeah. So one, of, yeah, one of the talks I pulled, she she had given this, uh, given a talk at a at a carnivore conference, and so people that only eat meat or you know, for them you know, mostly meat right i guess and so that's a uh so that's a that that's why there's a, so you'll see some references into to some of that and some of the clips i i you know tried to tried to keep it diet agnostic but that that's just a just as a is a you know as a disclosure i guess about you know kind of what kind of how she how she views things i guess but um yeah and if you think about again the increase in the number of mental health cases, I believe, does correlate with the introduction of high fructose corn syrup in the 70s and the obesity epidemic that has occurred. Uh, some clips about that a little, a little bit later. About now, mind you, I have no idea what clips he pulled, so I, th- I'm not feeding him at this point. No, but... but I but, don't but know there, what there, clips there, he has. This was just the thought that I had, that 
it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, well, I got I got some statistics for you in a couple of, a couple of clips. Oh, you down. know how much I love statistics, that's especially r- taking the class I'm taking. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's a, that was a uh, that was a weird having a conversation at work about statistics, and it's, it was a kind of a. Anyway. It was interesting though. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Now there are now of course so 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 she sort of double clicks on this idea of okay well what causes mental illness well let's 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 present the theories that are widely uh, that are widely known. There are some theories uh, that have been around a long time about what causes these mental health problems: the neurotransmitter deficit theory, stress, trauma, and of course your mother. Yeah, uh, that that would for my daughter. Yeah, that would be. Um, oh my God! Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's and and so these are you know these are the kind of the standard things that have been out there and and it's also I think worth pointing out with with this stuff is that yeah this 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 thought of this psychosis thing is pretty new actually. Psychosis was exceedingly rare prior to uh, in, in traditional cultures prior to the um, introduction of modern foods. What exactly it was about those modern foods, we can't be entirely sure. Yeah, um, and that's and yeah, that, and and she's you know she's being cautious in, in her wording, of course, because yeah, we we don't really know, but we we get the, the, yeah. The, but at the, the same point in time, there's also caution circling around the fact that if you don't you know if you don't speak of the norm, you can find yourself on the outside of the door. That's true. So now she she really okay. So this so this talk was I think this particular talk was back in 2018 2019. So this is pre COVID. Okay. Probably worth it. So the, 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 these these clips. Uh, it, it, it makes it, yeah. I don't think anything's changed. It's probably got worse since COVID, right? So this, so understand that. So, but this is what Georgia Ead says. She's been because she she was she uh, you know is a is, is a health counselor or psychiatrist at at uh, at Smith College, and uh, so you know she so she sees actual students that are going through stuff, and this is you know this is what she's seen in terms of like the trends first-year students, 18 years old, arriving on campus, more and more of them each year, arriving on campus, already taking two, three, four psychiatric medications. Students coming in for crisis visits every day, panic attacks, self-injurious behaviors, suicidal ideation, uh, professors and deans walking students over on a regular basis, worried about manic behavior or psychosis or anorexia. So what in the world is going on? And uh, what does this mean about our future? Well, this is where I can talk about my daughter. Um, now, I don't think she was, she wasn't taking any drugs uh, of, of that variety, at least. Um, but uh, yeah, she was she was already in therapy and as a you know in. in um, There's been yeah. a gigantic uptick in yeah. how young folks just can't handle their shit. They're very maladjusted. And I do think that the diet issue has a lot to do with it. I mean, all you really have to do is essentially walk down a cereal aisle and you'll get diabetes just halfway down. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly, when we're turning snack cakes into breakfast cereal, when our pancakes have Lucky Charms and Cinnamon Toast Crunch on them, come on. The actual fuck, people. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Your kids are fucked up because you're feeding them abject shit. And you don't care because they scream if you don't give it to them. Yeah. 
it, it blows my mind. You've you've literally heard me live and in person have that rant in a grocery store when I saw a product like that because I find that so nefarious. And parents just blindly buy it for their children because nowadays your parents aren't your parents. They don't, you know, smack your ass when you deserve it. They want to be your best friend and then wonder why at 15 you look at them and say, fuck you, mom. Fuck you, dad. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we need to. We need that. I need a Phoenix rant or something. Button. Somebody, somebody, produce something. We could use a, could use a, we could use a jingle. I really want one of the, uh, you know how they have the Amy Goodman clip yeah. incoming. Yes. Yeah, I like want that. a Phoenix rant incoming in that style. Oh. I really love that clip. Okay. And well, I fucking hate Amy Goodman. That bitch swallows louder uh, than anybody uh, I've ever heard. Oh my! Oh no! Rev says he's on it. All right. So. Rev Cybertrucker, you thank you for your courage, sir. Yes. Yes, I learned it from watching you. There you go. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, you, all right. What's not good are these statistics I'm about to about to hit you with. 322 million people are estimated to have depression. That's about the same number of people as live in the United States. That's up 18 percent in the roughly the past decade. And now the number one cause of disability in the world. 800,000 people die per year from suicide, and that number and that's now the number two cause of death among young people worldwide. Anxiety disorders also up about 18% in the roughly the past decade. And uh, dementia, the numbers are expected to triple by 2050. Why? Why is this happening? What is driving these trends in colleges and all around the world? Uh, do we know anything about the root causes so that we, is there anything we can do about this? Or is this just how it's supposed to be? Well, I think there are certain people that want that that's the way that they want it to be because it's very profitable and they don't care exactly um but uh yeah i mean i think it it gives you the scope of the problem it's i mean it's it's the you know i mean yes america is depressed i mean that's it's you know again i still think it it correlates back to the introduction of the high fructose corn syrup into the diets of basically every american because not a lot of people were reading labels back in arguably the 80s we'll say when when the epidemic really took hold yeah well the, yeah they weren't reading it and, and the, the food labels got more confusing i think rather than actually better but that's 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 a different discussion so um once again you know the yeah. the different names of which they hide sugar and food that's all i'm saying yeah, that's exactly now um now I think the next clip we took this so you know the, she she gets she gets into gets a little bit into sort of okay well we know that there's an issue with the, your, your brain's biochemistry there's something there there's things that might be wrong with it right when this when when you're when you're having when you're uh, when when you have some sort of mental illness uh, that is uh, that that's usually to blame so we'll play this clip. We understand lots and lots about the biochemistry, the underlying biochemistry of mental illness, believe it or not. We understand a lot about the mechanisms, things like inflammation, oxidation, and uh, neurotransmitter imbalances. And we use drugs to try to manipulate these things, uh, antioxidants and and, uh, antidepressants. Um, But I would go even one step further and ask what causes those? What causes those biochemical disruptions? 
Yeah, and uh, you know, she gets into this, and in I think she gets into this in the next clip. Um, and it's actually, um, and, and there, but it, but there's, yeah, the, the, we're, you know, you could always, and there's, yeah, we there's, we get into that later. But I think there's also um, correct you know, me if I'm wrong, phone boy. Isn't Big Pharma funded by the sugar industry? Uh, I haven't. Somebody As weigh in a major contributor. I think somewhere along that pipeline, there is a, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon separation oh, there. Yeah. Because I'm just, I, as she's talking, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hearing the the connection that I think there is there between those two things. <coughs> well, yeah, there, and I mean, it's, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's, there are a lot of, again, think of it this way, um, Seventh-day Adventist. I, and that's exactly and, where and my me, brain me, went. Yeah, it's a medicine, yeah, medicine and dietary policy. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that, that that's pretty easy. I mean, you know, give me give me a harder conspiracy to solve. I know, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, <laughs> Not, nothing like uh, you yeah. know. So, so yeah. So again, the she she gets into the biochemistry. We get into that. I think we got some other we we got some other clips later that answer that question. But another another uh, yeah, you know, here's one. Of, you know, she talks about one of the other theories of, of you know that that uh, you know for you know, one of the reasons that people might have um, you know, mental uh, illness. We often think of mental illnesses as neurotransmitter imbalances. You know, problems with serotonin, which we think of as a happiness chemical. It's much more than that. Um, we think of dopamine as we associate dopamine with motivation, and we associate dopamine with pleasure. Um, and uh, we and and then these these neurotransmitters, which some of you may not be familiar with, uh, glutamate and GABA. They're actually the most um, prevalent neurotransmitters in the brain. They're widespread, and they are. Uh, you can basically think of glutamate as the brain's gas pedal, and you can think of GABA as the brain's brake pedal. And it's the balance between these two that determine how active, overactive, or underactive the brain is. So yes, it's true. There is some truth to these neurotransmitter theories. Um, the, the dopamine one is fairly strong for psychosis, for example. Um, the glutamate GABA one is, is really gaining momentum in, in depression and psychotic disorders and bipolar disorder. So yes, there are neurotransmitter imbalances, but again, what is causing them? Yeah, so again, another possible reason, but uh, there is a grand unifying theory, I believe she is presented in this, in this thing. Um, there's another. There's also another important pathway that. Well, okay, okay, if I may. Okay. When I hear that term, the what was the gluta? Uh, um, glutamide, I think, is what it is. But right, what does that word sound like to you? Oh, it sounds like gluten. Exactly, which is. Yeah, it's a sugar. Exactly. Yeah. It's another. It's a, it's yeah. It's another. And if that gluta thing is the gas pedal there's no wonder that kids are completely losing their fucking shit because their brains are running so fucking fast that they can't catch up yeah and we just got a live boost from c brooklyn 6969 yeah we got i got i wish i, I, I do i do you have the clip I, I i well i have it i just don't know if i have i just don't know where in my uh-huh. in, in my in my in my in well my he here. says dopamine boost y'all and that's a definite dopamine boost for us we appreciate when y'all splash the walls here in the studio yeah, thank we, you so much c brooklyn appreciate it this is this is i'm trying to i'm trying to type 60 <laughs> 
I swear to God, you just blew everybody's eardrums out with that cough. Yes, I know. Jesus, Harry fucking yeah. cosmic Christ. 69! 69, dudes! There you go. Epic, thank you very much. Even yeah. if it was a little late and crooked. Yeah, well, you know, at least I got it done. Yes, you so. did. So... I but get, back to the shenanigans. Back to the shenanigans. I mean, no, no, which shenanigans? Okay, here we are. So, um, there's another pathway that um, that I think this, that ends up being relevant as well. I, I had to look. I had to actually look up this when she said it. I'm like, uh, you, you type something that kind of sounds like it into Google, and all, and you get a, and you get a, and you get the actually what it is. Like, yeah, okay, this, yeah, the, the the search engine spell correct as I refer to it. There you go. Uh, so uh, the 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 Curian pathway, which uh, has uh, which has which does have some implications uh, uh, later on. So this pathway is called the kynurinine pathway. And don't be afraid. Uh, So this is tryptophan. This is an amino acid. We get this from protein. And um, that's how we make serotonin, for example, and also melatonin down here. Um, But serotonin, which is, you know, one of the chemicals that helps uh, regulate our mood. And normally, a small amount goes down to make serotonin. And the rest of the tryptophan, under normal, like, zen circumstances, will go down this kynurinine pathway and kind of be equally divided between glutamate inhibition, you know, keeping that brake pedal on, and the gas pedal over here, glutamate activation. And it does all kinds of other things, too, which I've eliminated for the sake of simplicity. Yeah, I mean... Now, if, if, if tryptophan sounds a lot familiar to y'all, it should. It is what turkey contains that makes you sleepy after you have that big Thanksgiving Day meal. Is, uh, is it that, or is it the bolus of sugar that you get? Because you also, because you had like well, two slices of pie. Honestly, I truly believe it is kind of working hand in hand in a nefarious relationship. If I'm honest, yeah. Because you and I have both eaten turkey, just the meat, yeah. No pie, no bullshit, and not really been all that tired. No. After the fact. Of course, we also didn't gorge ourselves like a fat, round, bloated warthog either. Yeah. Well, so now there are other... Now, we, we have it. So, of course, we have a lot more clips here, but this is... So, we we talking about um, the... the um, the relationship between uh, mental illness and insulin resistance, which is, I think, an important uh, thing to know. Oh, extremely. Just on the very simple basis that your brain runs on sugar. And think of it this way. Your brain runs on regular 87, we'll say, right? If If your brain's used to running on regular 87 and you start pumping jet fuel into that motherfucker... Which is essentially what you're doing by, you know, having high blood sugar uncontrolled. Yeah, you're you're gonna blow up. Essentially, you're you're gonna just short circuit. Yeah. Well, but I think you'll. Um, I, I think again, this this uh, this ties into uh, the you know again the the thing is that, yeah the insulin. You know, there's there's a lot of th- insulin. Insulin does things, and you should be you know, it's it doesn't just regulate your blood sugar. It does a whole lot of other things too. Mm-hmm. We also know that eating the wrong way can can lead to insulin resistance, uh, chronically persistently high insulin levels, and we we are this is emerging science, but we know that for example, people diagnosed with schizophrenia, before they ever take an antipsychotic medication, already have are much more likely to have insulin resistance. Than somebody else will, and you know, you know, the antipsychotic medications 
um, they, they can cause insulin resistance. So, but this is even before they've taken an antipsychotic. So we don't know if there's a cause and effect relationship there, but it's an interesting association. Um, we know that people with bipolar disorder, um, if they also happen to have insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes, that they are more likely to have chronic symptoms, they're more likely to have rapid cycling mood, you know, a worsened course, and they're less likely to respond to the mood stabilizer lithium. So that's suggesting that um, insulin resistance isn't just an innocent bystander in bipolar disorder. Insulin resistance is playing a role in this, at least the severity of the disease, if not the actual underlying um, etiology of the disease. There you have it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how much more plain can you say it? Yeah, well, it, 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 there's, but wait, there's more. <laughs> I know, right? Yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, inflammation, you know, which is again something you have with the modern diet. I think. Yeah, uh, I was going to say we have talked extensively about the fact that yeah. when you cut out sugars, grains, seed oils, etc., that the inflammation in your body just goes away. Yeah. Or at least it lessens greatly. I'm not going to just say oh it's a magic cure. No, well, inflammation is not a bad thing and that's and that's something you know, I mean it, it when it's chronic, yeah, it's a problem. That means there's a, that means there's a bigger issue, right? It's meant to handle short-term stress, not long-term stress. So, um all right. So let's talk about depression and inflammation. Yes, let's. Uh, with insulin resistance and depression, the inflammation is actually much weaker. Um, and uh, it, it, depression may have a lot more to do with inflammation than insulin resistance. Um, we know, for example, that um, these drugs called PPAR gamma agonists, which help with inflammation, but they also help with insulin resistance, um, they can be very effective in studies of people with even treatment-resistant depression. Um, and, and they're not standard antidepressants, they don't, they don't address neurotransmitter imbalances. Um, but we also know that pure anti-inflammatory medications of certain kinds can help depression as well. So we know there's a strong inflammation component in depression, and that any food you eat that causes inflammation could make you feel depressed right away. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just think about the fact, if you're in a lot of pain, it completely affects your mood negatively. It makes you sad, it makes you mad, it completely screws with your head. That makes complete sense. Yeah, and um, you know, and, and I and I can say that. Yeah, that, that's that is something that people often experience when they're in, you know, and when 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 they're changing their diet is that's part of that. You know, you you actually like your mood lifts. That's actually something that happens sort of naturally. That's yeah, not, because the yeah. the neuro transmitters in your body are able to actually make the connections they need to be making which is raising you know your serotonin and your dopamine levels yeah and also you're starting to see you know like with weight reduction you're starting to see the difference physically which makes you feel more confident and boosts your mood it's it's all very circular yeah and um i think yeah it's it is very yeah it is very circular um let's see so um you know, of course, you also you also the other you know insulin resistance again affects you know, the fact that you have you have that much insulin in your body affects a lot more than just your uh, your just just your just the rest of your body you know, it affects the brain too. Insulin resistance, the way it affects the brain, is that the blood brain barrier itself becomes resistant to insulin, not to glucose. Glucose can flow right in, no questions asked. Uh, plenty of glucose gets into the brain, even if you have type two diabetes. 
uh, severe insulin resistance. The problem is that insulin has a difficult time getting into the brain, and that's a problem because the brain is an energy hog. It needs a constant supply. It's an electrical organ. It's very busy. So it needs a constant supply of high-quality energy. It often prefers glucose, but can also use ketones. So, uh, you know, if insulin can't get in to burn glucose, uh, insulin is actually required for cells to turn glucose into energy. And if you don't get enough insulin in, the cells will begin to sputter and uh, suffer energy deficits. And this can be especially problematic for the hippocampus, the memory center of the brain, because that's an especially active area, and it's very sensitive to insulin deficits. And that's a lot of where your... um uh, what's it? Uh, diabetic comas and things come in is what she was talking about. Where when the insulin cannot get to where it needs to go because the blood sugar goes so high. Yeah, it, it, and yeah. that's why one of the symptoms when you come upon a um, a, a diabetic coma is a uh, a fruity smelling breath because that's the ketones that you're smelling. Yeah. So I think yeah it, it's it is um, yeah that's not it, yeah it, it it can definitely it definitely has it oh yeah yeah it's a life threatening condition it, it is, let's just be honest exactly. because if your brain because essentially what's happening is your brain will start to die because it's being starved yes exactly yes um starved of oxygen starved of a lot of things and ultimately your brain doesn't work it's lights out it's ov that's right so so all right um you know then of course insulin resistance uh, correlating you know what what's the correlation with overall mental health that, that there's that you know that let's uh, we got 23 seconds of this we know that people with depression are a little bit more likely to have type 2 diabetes which is just an end stage form of insulin resistance um we know that people with bipolar disorder and schizophrenia are at very high risk compared to the average population of type 2 diabetes. And people with Alzheimer's disease, a staggering 80% of them have either insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes. Uh, As we've said before, Alzheimer's is type 3 diabetes. Uh, That'd be the next clip, uh, which I'll play now. We now, many of us, call Alzheimer's disease type 3 diabetes. And the reason for that is that it seems as though there are multiple lines of high-quality evidence indicating uh, that insulin resistance is not just associated with Alzheimer's. Insulin resistance seems to be a primary driving force causing most cases of garden-variety Alzheimer's disease. So that should scare the shit out of anyone who is overweight, who is diabetic, who has any history of this particular disease I do not understand why (laughs) this is not being splashed across every fucking billboard and social media platform there is oh wait that's right because Big Pharma owns every fucking thing and everyone yeah that what she said there's a reason that I get so strict with my mom and my friend Donna and whatnot yeah. when you know they said oh you know we're gonna try doing the NS&G thing 
And then when they make bullshit ass excuses as to, oh, you well, there wasn't any of this, so I had to use that. And it's like, how many times have I conversated with the two of you that if it's not in the house, it cannot be in your mouth? And I know they're listening. Yes. Yeah, so but irrelevant to the fact. It's, it's, it's serious business, y'all. If yeah. y'all don't want to check out and, and punch your dance card too soon... You got to get the sugar out of your life, yeah. the seed oils, the grains, all the shit that oh. is literally killing you from the inside. And ultimately, we're all no agenda listeners, at the very least. We know the government is trying to kill us. So ultimately, why help them along by consuming all of this garbage food that they're producing loaded with sugar, seed oils, grains, and whatever else they want to stuff in there. It just, it's very dark, and it scares the shit out of me, and it really should scare the shit out of y'all. Yeah. Uh, well, well, that's why we do what we do. Uh, so, now, so um, we're, now we're going to get into some of the, what, you know, we start digging into some of what actually is driving some of these, uh, some of the deficiencies that, that are, that, uh, that have been described in, in, the, in the mental, in the mental processes and, and uh, pathways and such that might, uh, that, that might cause some of the issues. And so what, you know, she, she asked, she kept asking the question, what is, it, you know, how do we get it, you know, you know that, that, why do those things happen? What's, mm-hmm. what, you know, so until you get to the root cause, that's what you're supposed to do and so um so the way george e describes it i think pretty much is is the way that you would call any sort of disease that you have i think i think this is a pretty accurate description of how it happens these three uh kind of the the unholy trinity uh you can think of these as root causes of just about any disease you're thinking about um deficiency toxicity and metabolic mayhem yeah not to be confused with uh, the the Allstate guy. <laughs> I love the Allstate guy. Mayhem is my favy. Shaky, shaky. There you go. But anyway, all right. So she, so she digs into a little. She she starts talking about uh, the. Uh, so we got a, we got a clip that goes into a nutrient deficiencies is the, uh, and you know what's we, we that's this is why we know why vegans are so ragey. Yeah. Nutrient deficiency is a good place to start. Uh, definitely a root cause of mental illness. So uh, in order to understand how to avoid nutrient deficiencies, we have to understand what nutrients the brain needs and which foods are best at delivering those nutrients to the brain. Yeah, and um, yeah, so of course... We're gonna we're gonna get into that in the next in, in the next uh, with the next clip as to sort of uh, what the what where the you know where the uh, most common deficiencies are in people's diets if they have um, if their if their mental health is not up to snuff so to speak. These three zinc, B, vitamin B six, and iron. If you're low in any of those, you're gonna have trouble making the very neurotransmitters that your antidepressants are trying to boost the activity of. Yeah, I that's mean, an interesting theory. Yeah, well, and it may, but, um, and I would... But wait, 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 this this just came to me, and I think I already know the answer, because this is kind of a water is wet thing, but why are doctors not testing these levels of patients before they just slap them on the medications? Now, mind you, I know, the answer is because they're all bought and paid for by big pharma, but just, I mean, as a, you know, as as kind of a a check and balance like come on doc cut the shit well 
Yeah, I mean, again, I think we know the answer to that question, which is it's that would not be profitable. Uh, so, um, but uh, um, now I, I I dug into iron specifically. I have a very personal reason for for doing so. Iron deficiency is rampant, um, and uh, you know people think of iron deficiency uh, in, in women in particular. People think of iron deficiency as a blood problem, but iron deficiency, uh, if you have iron, you also have a brain problem. Yeah. Um, so this, when I heard this, my I, I stopped in my tracks and I went, "Wait a minute!" And and and, and part of my um, part of what's uh, been sort of going on in the background in my mind is, you know, I, I just kind of coming to terms with stuff that happened, uh, you know, in, in in the past in my life, and and i and i remember very uh, very distinctly my mother being uh, anemic and uh, so um and it came out when she had her hysterectomy done and and you know i mean there's um i so i knew she was iron deficient and yeah that probably didn't help you know the, the you know the, some of the other issues that followed from that right and so she went she went a little nuts now i could also make the same comment that right before i i i, I fled the uh the, the confines of, um, of of a certain town in Washington um, that, that where where a certain person lives um, that um, that there that there was a uh, that uh, she was also anemic so you know it's kind of interesting yeah. I was just kind of sitting here thinking maybe I should tell my mom to have her doctor run levels tests on her for all of those things yeah. because maybe her levels are out of alignment and maybe. You yeah. know, she could possibly yeah try to get off the the meds. Yeah, she's I think on. I think I was I might have been bored. I'm trying to remember the last time I did a blood test. I may have been borderline on one of those, and I don't rem- not you know. In, in, well, yeah. I can assuredly tell you that your mental health is in yeah. line, dude. You're nuts. Yeah. Uh, well, I am. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I am nuts. <laughs> I love you, phone boy. Yeah. You I know love I do. You. And 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 so hey, we're. We're all bozos on this bus. We are, but we are all bozos on this bus now. But now, but we will um, now. Um, and this, in this clip, which which we'll play, which we're playing before the break here. Um, this, this is the, before we before we get into the cavalcade of stupidity. Um, we will. Um, I think th- this. Th- there's actually. Um, you know, there's actually been studies done on diet and depression, apparently. Mm-hmm. And so we'll uh, we'll give you a little tease uh, for this. We know from epidemiological studies, which is usually the first step in trying to understand what's going on, uh, that many mental health conditions are associated with the standard, the sort of the sad Western diet. Um, but these are just associations. We don't know anything about causality. Uh, this is just a hypothesis. Um, so what did the randomized control trials tell us? So just sit back and relax, and I'm going to walk you through every randomized control trial there has been about diet and depression. <laughs> All two of them. Yeah, that should tell you all you need to know right there. Exactly. Uh, so, um, all right. So I now have the uh, I, I now have the full uh, the, the full the cavalcade of stupidity here. Uh, we, so we, we're gonna we're we gonna love go. the cavalcade of stupidity, we, and we thank you, Sir Rev Cyber Trucker, for it. Yes, there you go. Heidi ho, pedal heads! Rev Cyber Trucker here with this week's cavalcade of stupidity. While going about my usual internet shenanigans, I came across a song that I've known about for a while, and I thought, 
this would be absolutely perfect for my two favorite psychos, Phoenix and Phone Boy. Now, it may sound like Worm Quartet is part of a four-person band, but he's not. He's just one single person who does it all by himself. The proud owner of a guitar, Shoebox, of Worm Quartet, is probably one of the weirdest musicians you're ever going to hear. From the 2004 album Faster Than a Speeding Mullet, this is Warm Quartet. Great idea for a song. Remember when we used to hold each other close and gaze so deeply in each other's eyes? Remember how I said I'd never let you go and how you swore you'd never tell me lies? You do? Well, all I remember is the way you nonchalantly squashed my heart just like a cockroach on the floor. All I remember is the happiness I felt the day I finally kicked your skank ass out the door. Remember when you were the best part of my life, always I got up to face the day. Remember how you swore you'd always stay by me and love me for forever, come what may. You do well. All I remember is that I should go out drinking and I pray to God to find you somewhere dead. All I remember is waiting and all my dishes begin here, but it's the right to my head. Well, that is fucking brilliant. And we will play the full version in Studio 33 as we always do. So we will. And thank you for your courage, Sir Rev Cybertrucker. We love that song. Thank you so much. My face hurts from laughing and smiling. Yeah, we got some great stuff. And then, oh, oh. then we got a, we got a we got a boost from Lavish for 3333 three, three, three sats. Oh my, that's a baller boost. Uh, yeah, it say, is. saying faster than a speeding mullet boost i love that Woo, thank you so much lavis we appreciate it oh man that, that is that, we know uh, that you are feeling the lotus effect like we are today and we thank you pedalhead yeah, and uh yeah rev cyber trucker says that uh, faster than a speeding mullet should be a show title and i tend to agree yeah i i, I we think that's gonna happen yeah uh, i'm writing that down right now so um so would you like to uh, regale the folks of your uh, tales from rideshare this week i would love to so we didn't have a whole lot going on because i took two out of three days off like a dumbass but that's okay so all right i've got this nashville cop y'all i don't remember if i talked about him last week but check it out so last week i gave hell to a nashville cop because i'm used to knoxville cops breaking rideshare's ass for being fucking in existence so when he was giving me shit because I had a pickup on the corner that he was working on, I kind of snapped at him. And then when I got to thinking about it, I kind of felt bad because it's like, you know, I shouldn't take out on him the fact that Knoxville cops are cock nibblers. So I went back and I apologized to him. Well, he kind of hit on me. 
which I thought was sweet because he's cute as shit. But I love Phone Boy, and I'm not trying to look at nobody else or nothing. Well, damn if I did not run into this same exact cop last night as I'm working the city. What? I know, right? And he was waving his flashlight to let me know, you know, that I needed to go, and it was right before the light had changed. And so I kind of gave him, you know, a courtesy hi to indicate that I had seen him. And he lit up and smiled the biggest smile when he realized it was me. And I thought, oh, my God, because last week when I had spoke to him, he said, you know, do you do ride share in the city all the time or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I just started. So I will be, you know, doing it on Friday nights. And he smiled and he was like, "Okay, well, I guess I'll see you. And I just thought, oh, my God, any other fucking time in my life, I would have killed for a cop to be hitting on me. And this happens when I have the most perfect fucking man in the entire world in Mr. Phone Boy over here. So, well. you know, I'm, I'm good with keeping this particular guy on my good side because I may need that at some point. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, not to get my ass in trouble because I will not deny that driving in Nashville is a whole different experience than driving in Knoxville by far. Yes. I have to turn the crazy up to like 11. It's insane. People are stupid. Yeah. But nonetheless, speaking of driving, so of course, as y'all know, yesterday was St. Patty's Day, which, which meant there would be a whole load of people who are in downtown Nashville getting fucked up from the floor up and I figured the surges would be epic so I decided I was deaf working Nashville no questions asked and I had a certain amount of money I needed to make because I've got some bills to take care of you know we all got something going on long story short I came rolling in y'all at 7 30 this morning which is why I made the joke about the fact but it's actually serious that you know, I'm not going to bed until the next day and I'm not getting up until the next afternoon because it was a long ass day. It was profitable. I had a good time. My riders are loving rideshare radio. Thank you again, weirdo, for coining that phrase. And it's just going to get better from here as long as I can keep up my studies and keep working to pay the bills, you know, I'm, I'm putting it in the W category. Yeah. And I did kind of like, okay, so I know y'all talk, heard me and Phone Boy talk. We even did an episode about the Deepwater Horizon situation. I submitted my essay on this and... I mean, I don't know how many different fucking ways you can say this oil is still in the water, the economy and the food industry are still being affected, and people are still losing their lives because there was no protective equipment provided during the cleanup efforts, which, because they couldn't fish, a lot of the fishermen were forced to join the cleanup efforts. And, yeah, a lot of people are sick and dying because of this still, like, 11 years later, ultimately... Or, sorry, 12, 13, something like that, years later. Okay? The point of the matter is this. This fucking woman gave me such slapback on my essay about how... And she was literally contradictory. And Phone Boy can attest to this. Yes. In one sentence, she's telling me I need to expand my paragraphs. And then in another sentence, she's telling me that it's too fucking long. So I clapped back in an email to her. 
I basically told her, look, I haven't been in school because she's bitching about this not being on the level of a college level essay. I'm like, I ain't been in school in twenty over 25 fucking years. I mean, obviously I didn't cuss at her, but I'm like, um, excuse me, I'm not an English major, nor do I intend to be. I'm going to continue to do the best I can, but I'm at peace with the grade that I made. She is stoned. No, she is pissed yeah. because this teacher has been on my tits for I don't know how fucking long since I started this damn class. She's always on me. Oh, college level essay, college level essay. Why don't you try looking at the calls 1010 teacher who has so many grammatical and spelling errors in her content for us? It's atrocious before you come looking at me. Thank you Get very off little. My tits. That's right. Get off my tits. Yeah, so... All right. That's my Phoenix rant for the Toast and Jam session, y'all. Okay, so, yeah, um, well, you, but you, yeah, you mentioned the teacher already, so we don't need to talk about that. So, I've, I've been doing a lot of tarot draws lately, and, and, and it's been really entertaining. I, I, um, the, the subject matter, you can probably guess what the subject matter is. It's, it's the, it, well, oftentimes, it, since nobody is communicating with me in, 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 in certain parts of the world, um, yeah, that that's tarot tells me what I need to know. Uh, so I'll have some I'll have some insights to share. Possibly, I haven't decided which episode it's going to come out come out with, but uh, yeah, there's a. There's some interesting theories. It's uh, you know, we'll we'll tell some stories maybe. Oh yes, and believe me, y'all, these draws like every single night. I phone boy will be sitting Indian style on the bed because you know we are five years old and we have no fucks to give about the fact, and he'll lean over. And open the bedside drawer, and here come the tarot cards. And this has happened almost every single night consecutively. And I'm like, okay, who's the draw about this time? And it's funny because I happen to be on the phone with one of my friends, and it ended up that the draw that he was compelled to do was about my friend. And it was very insightful. And my friend was even apprehensive about the fact that it would work because, you know, we weren't in person. But the shit was spot on. So, I mean, I truly believe that if I have an issue that I'm struggling with and and I ask Tarot that it will give me, you know, at least some degree of guidance. It hasn't failed to do so so far, I believe. It's done pretty it's done pretty good. You know. Again, it tells you I think it tells you what you what you already know to be the case. But yes, uh, the clip. Yes, I did see that the clips are still low. I did notice that, and I've adjusted okay. the soundboard. So, um, oh, okay, that's so, why you were sliding dials over here. Yeah, that's why I was doing that. Okay. <laughs> you asshole. Yeah. Well. You know. So okay, I, I want to address my my teacher as a pedal head. I know I mentioned it earlier, but I have got this math teacher who is absolutely on point. Like, no joke. And I just found out that she's Danish, which I thought was very fascinating because it made a lot of sense in looking at her facial structure and, you know, how fine her hair is and everything. You could totally tell. Like, once she said that, it was like, oh, that totally clicked. But anyways, I had asked her because she was traveling out of state to see family uh, during spring break. And... She had said that she was going to try to listen to the show while she was driving. And lo and behold, a woman of her word, she actually did listen to the show and had said she was listening to some of the previous episodes as well. So I just wanted to offer an official shout out to my math instructor. And y'all know where I go to school, so I'm not going to say it. 
and she knows who she is. So I'm not going to say that. All I'm going to say is thank you for your courage, madam. And thank you for supporting my little shit show here with Phone Boy. Yeah. Because it means a whole lot that the people in my life value me enough to take time out of their day. All of you all pedal heads to take time out of your day to listen to the, you know, the shenanigans and hijinks. As I say, our insane ramblings. Right. Well, I I think uh, Rev Cybertrucker put it quite appropriately you know his two favorite psychos i guess in a way we kind of are psychos in our own respect and we're good with that yeah i'm at peace with that yeah well you know that's that's one of the things you when you when you're enlightened that's one of the things you have to be you're, you gotta be comfortable with yourself otherwise you're not and, and you know it's interesting because the assignment for this week that was due was on self-awareness and becoming self-aware and i thought that was so interesting because that is truly exactly what happened when I met you and we started doing this show is I became even more self-aware than I thought I already was about a lot of things in my life and it's kind of weird because one of the videos that we had to watch for this particular journal that we had to write was from Lou Holt which was the coach of Notre Dame very winning coach and it's his Silver Spoon speech. If you have never seen it, I highly recommend going onto YouTube and typing in Lou Holt's Silver Spoon speech. It's very enlightening. And subsequently, and I don't know why, the last two frigging nights I have dreamed about this man in different contexts. It's so freaking bizarre. Like, not like any inappropriate way, just like wanting to go to a, you know, sporting game that he's coaching or, you know, I I had a dream that I actually had a chance to meet him and and talk to him and things like that. There's something about this. I think I'm actually going to go back and rewatch the video because I think there's a message in there that the universe is trying to convey to me that I may not have picked up on the first time I watched it because I was simply watching it just so that I could complete my assignment in all honesty, which by the way, I did get, uh, very good feedback on and yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome but yeah we may want to look at that um yeah and, because i had actually asked phone boy i'm like do you know who he is and he was like be honest no i don't i'm not really into college sports so i was like okay so i, I gave him you know a brief overview and, and what have you yeah i knew i knew en- i knew enough about uh yeah i knew i know enough to know what notre dame is at least but uh, yeah very winning school yeah. by all yes you know exactly so um okay so i think we yeah and i think that's i think that's it for um Second half. Oh, we have voicemails. That, that we do. Oh, yeah. Voicemails are a thing. We have a voice. We have we have a voicemail. Oh, come on, y'all. That's the best y'all could do. Two five three two three seven three three two one. You know you want to weigh in if you've ever had sugar rage, or if you've ever had irritability because you didn't have sugar, whatever you call it. And I know y'all are giving me shit about my New England accent. All I have to say is fuck you. That's yeah. the way I talk. Get over it. Yeah. But call two five three two three seven three three two one. Tell us about your sugar rage. Yeah. Look. And I promise you, I'm not having sugar rage today. I am peaceful. Yes, you are. We're gonna we're gonna play this one, like this. Hi 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 hi! Oh yeah, the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Fun Boy. Oh yeah. Uh, so first of the thing is esophagus raged, rage, and so I was trying to like think of like instances and stuff like that, and 
just yeah but then I after spending a minute or so and think about it and then I'm looking at the question again I was like oh sugar induced it's a whole other story uh yeah so simple answer is uh kind of I feel like it's a kind of like a bowl after bowl the answer is uh, just no uh not that I'm aware of um I guess there's times that I have like a sweet tooth, but I always say like if I could never have dessert or I could not have chips and like salsa kind of thing, and like all dessert period, I'd just be like I'd rather have chips and salsa and just never have dessert again because don't care. I mean I do I enjoy it, but and I have like family and friends that like are amazing at baking and whatnot. But yeah, anyway, uh, so the answer is no. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's the answer. All right, you guys. I'm assuming you guys have just because you came up with the question, but maybe the answer is uh, also no on that end too. Um, I do kind of wonder though, like, like I, we know as a whole, uh, like sugar is not good for you. You don't really well, you don't need sugar. There's like no part of your body like I need sugar, sort of thing. Obviously, we enjoy it and you know whatever and. Uh, I do kind of wonder whether or not, like, uh, with kids and stuff like that, people are like, ah, oh, I got a sugar high. And I'm like, no, maybe it's just because they're all at a birthday party and there's a bunch of kids around and they also happen to be eating cake. But, you know, because I've at least heard of some stuff where they did, like, sugar-free cake and not, and, you know, like, whatever little tests and stuff. And I was like, no, nah, it's just because they're all having, you know, they're all hanging around. Um, but, yeah, anyway. All right, that how it be. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Stay dangerous. And uh, whether you're having sugar now or you're going to have sugar later, or maybe you're just completely off of it, no sugar for the rest of your life, you can go ahead and say, eat more cake. No. Well, I mean, you could say that, but you can always say, Ka-ka! Kaka, Mr. Christopher Battles, thank you so much. And honestly, I'm going to tell you that sugar free cake shit, yeah, it's got fake sugar in it. That's even worse than real sugar, and we know how nefarious real sugar yeah, is. Yeah, so. eat more cake, eat more cake, eat more cake. Anyway, that's, yeah, that's, exactly. That's a, that's a um, all right, so, uh, yeah, there's oh, no. Oh, there's. Sir Bemrose has made an appearance. Uh, oh, oh, baby. A wild Sir Bemrose appears. By the way, that's we, right. So, in, in the pro, during the time that this voicemail was played, we got. Two voicemails. Our voice voicemails multiply. Thank you all so much, Pedalheads. We love it when you call in and rant about what we're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, like this caller did, we will we will play with this caller uh, had to say. Hey, what's up, everybody? So about this whole um, sugar rage thing. No, I don't. I don't feel like I ever get the sugar rage, but I do get what you call hangry where when I haven't eaten all day and in the matter of an instant I can go from calm cool and collected to instant asshole just because I haven't eaten but the moment food touches my lips it's like a relief over me and I like I can calm down I can breathe again almost it's weird and it's it's instantaneous like it's it's crazy but uh Oh, that's all I got to say on the matter. All right. Anyway, uh, good show. Love you guys. Later. Uh, thank you, weirdo. 
Thank you, weirdo. We so appreciate that. And yeah, that whole hangry thing, yeah, that goes along with the dietary. If you're not eating sugars, grains, and seed oils and stuff like that, you don't get hangry because your body is able to sustain you. Like, you'll still get the, hey, I should probably eat something, but you don't get the zero to asshole in 2.5 sniffs of a pizza type thing. I, I did write I, I did write uh, down instant asshole as a potential show title. I like this. Yes, I, I, I do too. So, And I like the fact that we the, the voicemails are rolling in. We have got, um, we've, we've got, uh, we, we now have three in the queue to play. Awesome! So, Come on, y'all. Two five three two three seven three three two one. Rage out on that sugar rage. Yeah, like uh, like this caller did. I don't really have rage with sugar. I might have rage without it. More specifically, without chocolate in the house. All the other stuff, the little debbies and all that. I don't buy that anymore. But. If I don't have at least one kind of chocolate in the house, say some Dove or something, Mama gets cranky. There's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Love y'all. Bye. Thank you, Mama Thank T. Thank you so much, Mama T. We love you, too. You know, I've never been a sugar, or not sugar, a chocoholic. It's never been one of those things that, I just ultimately could not live without. But I have to admit, I I did, once upon a time, before I stopped eating sugar, I did really like Dove and Lintor uh, also, or however the hell you pronounce it. Yeah, I, I was a fan of that chocolate, big time. But yes, I do understand the not having it and being kind of ragey about it. That is definitely sugar rage, for sure. Oh my, yes, and um, the, the voicemails keep on multiplying here. I love this. Uh, so I, I'm loving all the voicemails. So yeah, two five three two three seven three three two one, and uh, give us and uh, and uh, yeah. Oh, you need that. Okay, yeah. I guess you need that. I'm, I'm gonna accost phone boy on his microphone before <laughs> the after party to say, call in, tell us about your sugar rage. We know you're listening to Agenda <laughs> Community. Give us give us a phone call. We want to hear about your sugar rage. Yeah, much like uh, much like what this caller did. Did you know that these days, uh, in the year of our Lord 2023, by the time that you are eight years old, you've consumed more sugar than the average person did in their entire lifetime around the Civil War? By the time you're eight years old, this is the world we live in. Sugar, oh gosh, it's so good. I I don't know. I, I can't get enough of it. I like to put honey in things and on top of things. And sprinkle sugar on things, and put brown sugar on my ribs, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even know. I, I gotta go. I gotta go drink my Dr Pepper. Uh, I I love this stuff. What can I say? Uh, red meat and sugar, but you gotta lay off of it. Drink water. You know, do a little cardio. Lay off the sugar, people. Okay, my soda waits. I'll see you in the Lotus. In the effect. <laughs> Awesome, lavish man. Thank you, dude. Hey, I agree. But before I stopped consuming sugar, one large component of the barbecue rub that I made to put on like brisket and shit like that was brown sugar for sure. 
Yeah, it's yeah. There's yeah. You definitely use. It's amazing how many. How many and I'm not gonna fun. lie. A big old bowl of oatmeal with some brown sugar and butter, and maybe throw some raisins in that bitch. <gasps> Fuck it up. All right. Oh yeah. All right. Some That's the point. All right, we're gonna play. I'm, I'm having I'm having flashbacks over here. Excuse me. Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna play the next uh, voicemail here. <laughs> To uh, uh, 253-237-3321 and uh, sounded off on the on, on the sugar sugar rage topic or whatever whatever it is you wanted to call in about. Hey guys, Rip here. I've never really had a sugar rage, but I gotta say I felt like shit for about a week when I cut out most of the sugar in my diet. And I say most because there's re- it's really hard to be on the road and to be able to cut out all the sugar in your diet but uh, I've cut out I've got to say probably 95% of the sugar out of my diet for the first week I was a rage machine and then it died out and I feel a shit ton better so uh, thanks for the advice Phoenix and uh, get her done Thanks, Rev. Oh, thanks, Rev. Yeah, I understand because I totally went through the exact same thing where everybody's head looked like batting practice when I stopped consuming sugar. But then it it slowly got away. And what's interesting is I will admit to the fact there are times I have indiscretions and I will consume something like I got a cinnamon caramel cold brew, I think it was, at Starbucks the other day, which, yes, (laughs) I knew had sugar in it it was interesting because drinking it i was kind of looking at it like and and i let Funboy try it and i'm like that's just fucking nasty where's my cold brew heavy cream like it's literally where i just do not want to consume sugar anymore because it kind of it makes your stomach hurt and it kind of repulses you when your body finally fully detoxes from it you get to a point where you just don't want it anymore and if you do encounter it you're you're kind of like immediately you know you're offended by your senses if you will yeah, exactly yeah it's too sweet exactly something that may have been not sweet enough back in the day you take a sip of and you're like jesus christ did you dump a gallon of sugar in that or what yeah no kidding um so um yeah and i think we have uh, we have one more of uh, a voicemail uh, just one. Yeah. So, um, so you uh, was this the dragon stout that you? Yes, this out? is the dragon stout fire. That so I okay. So uh, so tell me about it. I have not taken a sip yet. So it's not nearly as offensive as the milk stout that you got. So all right, we should give a little behind the mic uh, thing about what the hell we're talking about here. Phone boy went to his favorite watering hole because he was out in town the other day. Picked up a six pack of randos and he got two of these dragon stout fires two milk stouts and I didn't see what the other two were because they're not the same but irrelevant to the fact the first one was as offensive as that hop and frog um, uh, plum tuckered out that was 14% like uh, drinking liquid molasses yeah no but anyway yeah this is a bit lighter it's uh, yeah the the dragon stout fire is actually much lighter yeah so. And yeah, so I, I mean, I, I get the whole thing with, you know, shit being too sweet. And yeah. it does. You really can. Once you cut sugar out completely and when you encounter it, you're going to definitely feel it. Whether it's 
uh, inflammation that returns or maybe a leg cramp that returns. I mean, there's something. Your body's definitely going to let you know, like, hey, you know. Yes, I, you know, you fucked up. Exactly. (coughs) That's right. (coughs) All right. So let's play this last voicemail and do this. Hey, y'all. It's a Wookiee. Uh, yeah, I have experienced sugar rage when I didn't have any sugar. You know, uh, I could get very angry and very violent, but cutting back or cutting it out completely, when I cut back, it seemed to help. But cutting back, I mean, cutting out sugar seems to be a little bit better. Love y'all, and I can't wait to listen to the after party. Aw, thanks, Wookie. Thanks, Wookie. Yeah, you know, Wookie and my mom both. I keep both of those two on a very short leash when it comes to the sugar situation because you can't half-ass this if you want to be successful in healing your body. You know, you can't have milk. Yeah, we it shouldn't. can only be heavy cream. We, I mean, we should not even have the honey we have at times. I will admit. And uh, who was it? I think it was Christopher Battles was talking about the tortilla chips. Yeah. It's TKO when we go to an Itali- uh, to a Mexican restaurant. We're going to have chips and salsa. I mean, Phone Boy's cool because he'll take the chip and he'll like scoop the salsa and just eat the salsa. And then to like my five chips, he's eating like one. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. We allow ourselves so- every once in a while to put life into living. But yeah. it's the... One slip equals two slip equals three slip. That's where the shit hits the fan and, and hits the walls. Yeah, and, and, and you don't a, want that. And a certain point, right? You 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 know you can you make those decisions, but yeah, you understand the implications of those decisions. In fact, we're having beer is probably a decision that. We, oh yeah, we'll definitely feel this in the morning, and yes. I don't mean from the hangover. There's just no doubt in my mind. Yeah, so, um, I did write down the show title. Look at that party. That's funny. Yes, and we did get one more voicemail. Whee! Let's see what the answer to this question is. Only the weak require sugar in order to rage. I can rage at anyone, anytime, any place, any diet. <laughs> oh my God. The one, the only, the elusive Sir Bemrose. And yes, we love when Sir Bemrose rages, especially when he puts it under the heading of grumpy old Ben's or angry tech news. I'm just saying. Yeah. Exactly. Gotta love me some tech bukkake. Yeah, there you go. So, um, all right. I think we've gotten through all of the voicemails. And this is that's amazing. Uh, thank you all for, for thank participating. Thank you guys we, we for really... really showing up today with those voicemails. We appreciate it a yeah. lot. Yeah, it uh, makes me feel it makes me feel like we've done something that's not terrible. <laughs> it's just, you know, occasionally that creeps in. Occasionally that creeps in. Okay, so let's get into the let's start let's uh we get into the second half of the show. So remember that we that we uh, we were going to go through uh, all two Two studies that have, that have been done about diet and depression. So yeah, because you know, actually doing studies to figure out how you can do something about this without pumping your body full of chemicals. Yeah, who the fuck wants those? Yeah, exactly. So let's 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 hear about the two studies that were that were done about diet and depression. Both of these studies were done in the past year, and both in Australia, uh, the Smiles Trial and the Healthy Med Trial. These, uh, the researchers chose to compare a, a modified Mediterranean diet with a st- uh, the sad Western diet. And they did find 
that there was some modest improvement in depression symptoms uh, in the people who switched to the Mediterranean diet. Now, this is compared to the sad Western diet. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean that the Mediterranean diet is the best diet for the brain. Uh, it just means that it's better. But, of course, what diet isn't better than the standard American diet? Yeah, we've ranted against the really standard American point. diet. really good point. Yeah, so, um, you know, and she, she again makes the point that... Um, you know that that diet. You know, we start talking about inflammation and oxidation, right? What's you know what's the root cause of that? Inflammation and oxidation really well established now as root causes of mental illnesses, um, all of very uh, many different kinds. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, and it's it's it is it's a it, yeah. Of course, it's the you know we we talk about that, um, but uh, we we go a little we go a little bit further into it. And actually this is the, you know, when we, we talk about the, you know, we talk about the standard American diet and what, you know, what those, um, what things are part of the standard American diet. Well, it's no surprise that we're all, uh, we're all losing our minds. In terms of the signature ingredients in the standard American diet, the SAD diet, they really are the refined carbohydrates and the refined oils. Both of those ingredients are very powerful promoters of inflammation and oxidation. All of these uh, mental health disorders are strongly linked to inflammation and oxidation, just like so many other illnesses are. Yeah, and it's it's kind of amazing. Yeah, when when you've got yeah the, the you know, inflammation is the body trying to marshal the resources necessary to heal itself, and then, you know when you've got excessive inflammation, it's because the body's not able to heal itself because there's because you're doing something wrong, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So we've talked about that a lot. Yeah, and um, you know we we talk about but you know but but you know one of the things we rant about in in uh, uh, you know here is uh, seed oils. And there oh is, my God. Yeah. Yes, they are horrible. Yes, seed oils are are, are are terrible, and yeah, and and yeah, they they definitely um, contribute to the problem too. The way that uh, refined seed oils do this, uh, the way they cause inflammation, is by competing with anti-inflammatory omega three fatty acid, particularly one called EPA. So if you eat uh, uh, soybean oils, for example, which are very high in omega-6, linoleic acid, uh, then what you've done is you've tilted the scales. Because these compete with each other, um, you're now tilting your whole system too far towards inflammation and too far away from healing. Exactly. And I mean, I, I'm sorry, I, I have to, again, mention the episode canola cake that we did. I don't immediately remember the number where we talk about canola oil which they touted for so many years as being oh healthy and you should be using this instead of vegetable oil and blah 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 and come to find out it's a fucking industrial lubricant i don't know much food wise that's much darker than that particular factoid yeah well you find out that it's so, the whole reason soy is a thing is because of the seventh day adventist that's another well that's another dark chapter right there but but um soy is one of those things that's in the you know that you know that the i i mean we, okay i was look we were um we were at costco the other day and we we're looking at tuna fish and uh right and so um in in the you know the the, the standard uh, you know choking in the sea packed and spilled oil tuna oh, wait a minute that's that's what they called it in mad magazine um but well the, no but that's really fucking accurate when you think about the fact that 
you know, where the oil spill from Deepwater Horizon occurred is where a lot of bluefin tuna and shit come from, is that particular water source. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. But it, but but what was kind of disgusting is you look at the ingredients and in the, in the, in the tuna. Like, really, the only things that really there should be in a can of tuna is tuna and water and maybe salt, right? Which, you know, and anything else is just kind of... You start, looking at the, you start looking at chicken in the sea and they use, like, soy fillers. And you're like, what the fuck? You know, like this, this is just gross. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's not so great. But let's let's hear what she has to say on soy. Soy, which is a, 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 an important staple protein food for people who choose a plant based diet, uh, interfe- interferes with iodine uh, utilization, and that can impact thyroid function. And thyroid function is very important for the brain. Right. Yeah, just because if you know, I think, that, and, and you'll hear this kind of throughout. Just because a food source provides something doesn't mean your body's necessarily going to be able to leverage it. And we'll, we'll, we have a few, um, you know, we'll sort of build on this. And, and, and so, um, you know, another thing that often happens, and I and I've and I've had this, uh, you know, where, uh, um, yeah, um, you know, they, 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 you can eat nuts and seeds, right? That's you know, if you if you're not going to if you're not going to eat um, if you're not going to eat meat, right? And you you need to have some protein. And so that's one of the places you can get it from. But, uh, you know, that has its own issues. And then the grains, beans, nuts, and seeds, which are really important, crucial elements of a plant-based diet because they they do contain protein, they are rich in phytic acid. And phytic acid is a mineral magnet that interferes with uh, minerals like iron, zinc, calcium, and magnesium. So uh, why is this important? It's important because, again, remember, the brain needs more nutrients than many other parts of the body because of its activity. And, uh, and these nutrients are really key to brain function. If you are deficient in these, uh, your brain may not be working uh, at top speed. Oh, oh my. Um, yeah, so... You know, the, the, yeah. So, the, and I think it's worth point, pointing out that, yeah, plants. That's plants can't run away like, uh, you know, like your cow can run away from you, right? Um, you know, of course, my, my cow's not running. That you know, if if it's uh, you know, if it's if it's still moving, that means it might be edible, right? <laughs> you know? That is hilarious, especially because we're actually getting ready to receive another beautiful, bountiful delivery. Of moo, yeah, we got. We, we actually have to buy another freezer yeah, in yeah, order no, to receive you, this beautiful, bountiful. Yes, but but it will be completely. It will be completely worth uh, worth doing so, I believe. So, and it's it's funny because Tigger had actually mentioned a really cool idea, which I wish could be put into application, which is have a large freezer for the moo cow, a medium freezer for the chicken, and a small freezer for the pork. And that way it would be easier to find what you're looking for. And actually I'm thinking that that'll be kind of a pinned idea. And when we get the house, we can actually put that in the basement. I'm thinking this is a good idea. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I think... Um, you know, this is this is. I, I pulled. The, I didn't quite know where to put this clip, but I thought it was. I thought it was an important clip because because one of the things you know you talk about um, you know a, a quote unquote healthy diet is is that you're that you should uh, you know that maybe you shouldn't eat cholesterol now and and I, that we could do an entire probably do an entire episode on cholesterol uh, and how like the the focus on it is probably not where it, it, there's nothing there basically. Um, and and this, and yeah, for me, this kind of clinched it as far as uh, you know, just like, well, how important is cholesterol? Uh, today, I learned that uh, 
cholesterol is so important, your brain actually makes it itself. That's how important it is. Remember we said the brain contains a lot of cholesterol. Despite being only 2% of the body's weight, the brain contains 20% of your body's cholesterol. But cholesterol is a very big, bulky molecule. It can't cross the blood-brain barrier. So that means that every single molecule of cholesterol in your brain, none of that came from your diet. You can eat a cholesterol-free diet and still have plenty of cholesterol in your brain because the brain makes all of its cholesterol on-site. It's that important. So why would the brain go out of its way to make something that's bad for you? It wouldn't. It's really smart. It's a brain. Yeah, she she had a couple clips that I that were just. I, I love her, like yeah. way she's like. It's really smart. It's a brain. Yeah, exactly. She cracks me up. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So yeah. It actually, yeah. C. Brooklyn asks in the in the in the in the in the chat room uh, if uh, if peanut oil is good. No, I mean peanut peanuts are legumes, and yeah, the oil from them is probably not so great. I mean, it's again, it's probably you know, it, it, there's a matter of degrees on, on, that on the stuff. worst to best oils list. It's probably closer to the shit we consume on the fence side of bad. I mean, it's definitely not as bad as arguably soybean yeah. oil and canola yeah. oil and shit if like you that. Can, if you can find pure olive oil, that is yes. a whole other question. The Villa Capelli, and we're not shilling yeah, for them, yeah, but yeah. this is the purest, and that's why it's so fucking expensive. But well, it comes from Italy, but anyway, okay, yeah. we're not we're it's okay. A really not a native ad. Product. Not a native ad. Not a native ad. Sorry. No, okay. not a native ad. <laughs> but at the same point in time, this particular oil that we said earlier, yeah, it's very high quality. I have to write down and not it's a native, amazing. Not not a native ad <laughs> just because anyway and actually that that kind of correlates with a story that you had phone boy about the fact that you marinated some steak in that particular oil and some seasoning that we are not going to name but yeah. anyway yeah yes well, coconut oil is good tom tom yes it is coconut oil is one of the ones that yeah that it lot of it comes down to purity with olive oil there's a, the the issue with olive oil is that it, it, is that it's very uh that it, there there are no uh that you know they can call it 100 percent extra virgin first pressed olive oil but have it cut with some other oil that and, and that's it, the problem is you don't know if it's you don't know with unless, another yeah oil. you have to be very uh cautious about that and there's you know there, that's a whole that's a whole other discussion um i think we even talked about it at some point and i'd have to go back through the show notes and go look um which you know you can do that at lotus effect show we've got all the we've got all the past shows there for sure um but yeah not a native ad as they say um now there is something i i now this this bit about phytic acid i wanted to, i wanted to explain what phytic acid was and i think phytic and, and there's uh i think the phytic acid bit is um is important um you know i i I had more to say on cholesterol. Cholesterol. They said, I mean, if the, if the cholesterol was so bad, why would the brain make its own? I mean, that's that's like it, like like she said. But um, but yeah, phytic acid is is I think um, yeah. There, there's some stuff about phytic acid that's maybe not so good for us. Phytic acid, which is a mineral magnet that interferes with our ability to absorb minerals, and these minerals are really important for brain function. Phytic acid is particularly rich in the grains, beans, nuts, and seeds, which are the staple foods of plant-based diets. Yeah. Now, um, when I was um, uh, when I was uh, you know on the run, so to speak, which was between you know basically between uh, uh, the house that I'm no longer paying a mortgage on, thankfully, uh, at least not directly, uh, but uh, then there's all but. The other, but uh, you know, between that and uh, moving to the to the great state of Tennessee, I um, 
Yeah, there, there were some times when I ate a lot of nuts because, yeah, things were, you know, uh, a little nervous and you kind of thing. And, you, yeah, you eat stuff. And, yeah, the, even nuts are not terrible, at least certain nuts. But, um, but yeah, um, you eat too many almonds. I can tell you what happens. It ain't pretty. It's, it's uh, I believe the phrase is shitpocalypse. I believe that what would be exactly the term and by the way I actually used the term barf apocalypse last night and one of my riders thought it was hilarious. Oh there you go. See um you can use coconut oil as a personal lubricant. Well it, it is a good hand cream to be honest with you. Um I've actually thought about putting some on my skin since my skin's getting a little bit dry lately. It's it's really good for moisturizing your skin naturally it's it's great yeah um it's it smells yeah. good too yeah that I might like the smell of it yeah maybe that's it maybe that's worth even episode at some point um i think we what we, the benefits of coconut oil yeah. should you i'm down Benef- all right well that, that might be a that might be something we do something on later um uh-huh. so but this idea that that, that that she talks about is that so that there are nutrients right there are things that our body needs and then there are things that pull away nutrients this concept and so georgia georgia ede uh, labels it what she, she calls them anti-nutrients is the way she does it plants also contain something animal foods do not can- contain uh, anti-nutrients so anti-nutrients are chemicals natural chemicals in plants that are there for their own purposes but many of them interfere with our ability to utilize nutrients uh, not only from the plant foods that we eat, but from the animal foods that we eat along with those plant foods. I mean, that sounds kind of nefarious. Right? Yeah. Uh, so we're eating plants. Why exactly? Um, anyway, that, that's uh, – but um, – and it's kind of funny because they um, – you know, when people, when people talk about the health benefits – of, of you know the of, of you know of, of plants right that when we get in, we get into the vegan diet right the, the health benefits well it seems like the things that they're promoting are the things that are actually probably the most harmful about them which would be the anti nutrients completely and then they glorify the anti nutrients and toxins in food like phytic acid um, and sulfoxones in garlic and onions and fiber in all plants. Um, supposed to be very, very good for you, no matter what. Um, and the sulforaphane in crucifers is now one of you know the most lauded molecules in, uh, in some communities. And so it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, whenever, whenever you try to say, but this is why we need meat. So it takes all these things we need. They say, oh, you, you're going to get too much of that, or that's, that's going to harm you. That essential nutrient is bad for you. Yeah. Um, Just with, remember, carbohydrates are not an essential nutrient. That's true. They are, um, and she provides a, a different example that that, that takes that basically she provides she shows exactly how this happens. Right, that that when you start, you you take something that's really healthy and you pair it with something that's not, you lose all the health benefits of exactly the, the healthy thing. How bad is this phytic acid problem? Here's an example. Um, if you eat zinc-rich oysters. With black beans, you will absorb less than half of the zinc from those oysters. If you eat those same oysters with corn tortillas, you absorb virtually none of the zinc from the oysters. So it's really robbing your brain of these minerals. Yeah, isn't that nefarious? I don't think I've ever thought about eating oysters with black beans, but then again, I'm not a fan of oysters, but I do like black beans. Okay. No. But, but the point is, is that that 
has an impact that the what you pair it with will impact the exactly. nutritional value. So it's not it's well, not, okay. It's it's kind of like taking turmeric for yeah. anti-inflammation. You have to pair it with black pepper in order for it to be the most effective. Yeah, you do. Uh, that is true, and I've, that's uh, yeah. I've, I've read about that um, in the past. So um, I know someone who's actually on that regiment and has reported that it works quite well. Yeah. So if you're dealing with inflammation, you might try some turmeric with black pepper. There, there you go. Um, All natural way to heal your body. That's right. Um, yeah, and uh, so yeah, we're already we're already getting requests for Studio Thirty Three. Oh my! Yes. It, I, do you think that that's a subtle way of saying we need to be wrapping up our show? No, we unfortunately we've got. If you see where we are in the club, oh, I see exactly where we are. We got a little ways to go. It turns out this is we're not. Gonna, maybe maybe we're just trying to light the fuse on the rocket a little early. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe. All right. Well, there's something, but there's uh, there, she talks about um, what's in nightshades, which is a, you know something that, that often gets eaten. Um, and you know, there's some, I mean, we like mushrooms, right? Those are nightshades, I think, right? Um, nightshades are actually toxic oh. um, yeah. plants. Okay. Well, let me let me play this let me play this clip. Glycoalkaloids are acetylcholinesterase inhibitors. These are found in nightshades. Um, acetylcholinesterase inhibitors block uh, an enzyme required for proper neurotransmitter um, uh, for, uh, for acetylcholine to work properly. Yeah, I mean, those are, but yeah, I mean, the, but the plants are, you know, again, they, they can't move around, so they commit chemical warfare on us. To, yeah, nightshades are toxic yeah. to humans. Yeah, um, but oxalates, which we do consume a bit of, um, they, yeah, they're, they're toxic Yeah, too. like the wine that I'm hoping to consume with dinner tonight. Yeah. Oxalates, um, if the level of uh, oxalates rises too high in the blood, can form crystals, shards, very damaging shards, and they have actually been found on on brain images uh, deep inside the brain. So the, uh, the oxalates can uh, penetrate the blood-brain barrier. Okay, so you don't want the oxalates. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and, I mean, we, you know, she talks a little. She's got we got a little bit longer clip where she talks about well, how this how this uh, glutamate uh, well causes some brain damage, which is maybe not so great. Right. Worse than that, when you have all that, you know, when you're flooded with glutamate, it's not just that. Okay, maybe your brain's going to be in overdrive for a little while while you recover from whatever you just ate. It's also that uh, high levels of glutamate cause brain damage, profound, widespread brain damage. Um, it uh, decreases the level of this really important brain growth factor called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which is responsible for something called neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity just means how well your brain copes with and responds to and recovers from stress, which, you know, that's something that so many people now are struggling with. Lots of people have stress. Stress is kind of a normal part of life, but how many of us are actually able to recover from it and move on? Um, then there, it shrinks the hippocampus, your, the memory organ inside your brain, and it injures proteins, lipids, DNA, and mitochondria, mitochondrial damage uh, every time you get a glutamate burst like that. And really importantly, it damages the blood-brain barrier. So you really don't want this to be happening. This is your brain being damaged from the inside out by, uh, by eating the wrong, the wrong way. Uh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's it's a pretty self-explanatory clip, if anything. Yeah, I mean it is, and that that's it's just yeah, it, it expl- exploding in your mind, which is a, um, which is actually the uh, title of a Pink Floyd bootleg I have. 
Oh, very interesting. Yes. So um, that was kind of the phrase that came to mind when I was, was taking this clip. It's, it's literally, it's exploding in your mind. And maybe you shouldn't eat stuff that explodes in your mind. That does not sound very fun. Uh, yeah, the the mental image of those crystals and, you know, deep in your brain tissue is, is very disturbing when you think about, like, you know, cutting and slicing into your brain tissue these crystals yeah. are. So, um, all right. So the next section of this of the narrative um, for today, I have I have it labeled "garbage in, garbage out." Right. So we're talking about the um, you know, sort of the some of the the effects of eating of uh, consuming uh, well many things. Right. So we'll talk about uh, we'll start with a, a clip on how sugar impacts inflammation and oxidation. So the way sugar uh, causes inflammation and oxidation one way anyway is that it floods your chemical pathways and overwhelms your natural internal antioxidants, tilting your system too far towards oxidation and away from antioxidation. Right, and that's you know the, it, it, you are in a, a spectrum there, and and, it, and it's uh, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, the the more sugar you have, yeah, you're, it's it's something your body. It, now the sugar is kind of a toxin, much like alcohol is, right? In fact, they they they're they're they're, they're toxins for uh, this for for very similar reasons. Um, so um, yeah, those that that's it's 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 a toxin. Your body's trying to get rid of it, um, and uh, and yeah, that it, it can certainly make those impacts. Now. Um, yeah, of course. If you have sugar, uh, and, and you know you start eating the wrong things, well, the, the, one of the pathways we talked about the the the, the chiron in pathway, how that goes wrong, and this is a, when we, 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 this is the point where we bring that up. But what happens if you introduce a lot of stress or oxidation or inflammation? We know that refined carbohydrates and seed oils, for example, which are staple foods of the modern processed diet. Uh, they're, they're in every processed food in the grocery store, um, that they're powerful promoters of inflammation and oxidation. So if you are under those circumstances eating that way three, four, five, six times a day, you've introduced this new element. And the, the effect that has on the kynurian pathway is really profound. What happens is uh, you get this thing called tryptophan steel. And instead of enough of the tryptophan going down to, to make serotonin, it gets shuttled more towards this pathway, way down here towards the glutamate activation. Pressing that gas pedal, you get up to 100 times more glutamate than you're supposed to have. And it's a, it's a huge, huge influx of, you get flooded with glutamate. And, and, and up here, glutamate inhibition, the GABA goes down, and you even get a little bit more dopamine up here. So now you've got serotonin, dopamine, glutamate, and GABA all unbalanced because of what you're eating. And, you know, this is something that you really can't fix with medication. And that's precisely it, is that you can't fix it with medication. Because if if your diet is wholly fucked, which is essentially what diets of the current FDA standards are, I mean, we've talked extensively about the fact that they want you to eat like 75% carbohydrates on this food plate thing that everyone should be eating. I mean, that's literally killing you. If you think about how many grains and starches and things that you don't need to be putting into your body are being put into your body because the FDA says, oh, this is how you're supposed to eat. I mean, I I have a paper... I'm supposed to be writing the beginning of April that is we're supposed to be taking a it's it's like a 
a debative side, like an argumentative thing. But they don't want you to, you know, it, it's a subject that they don't want you to be ultimately passionate about or have strong emotions about. It's like, how the fuck are you supposed to argue a a paper in a particular, you know, essay on a subject that you're not passionate about if you're supposed to be taking a particular side? I, I just, that doesn't make any sense to me. So, Phone Boy actually came up with this great idea that... I should do the essay on the food guidelines and how bullshit they are. So I'm hoping that I can submit that proposal to my instructor and see if she accepts it. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that was just because I'm because I'm going. You can probably prove this with official sources because even the official sources are, you know, they don't they 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 can only do so much to hide the real data. You just have to actually look into it or realize what they're what what they're actually saying and going. Well, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's there's some interesting stuff about that okay so now um you know the one of the you know one of the mental conditions that occurs uh, you know is schizophrenia that's right you know what, what, what do we know what do we know about uh, diet and schizophrenia many people know there's a very strong correlation between mental illness particularly um schizophrenia and celiac disease celiac disease is an autoimmune condition uh where your body attacks itself um, as a result of having been exposed to the, the peptides that wheat breaks down into. But very interestingly, people with uh, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and autistic spectrum disorders are more likely to have antibodies to not just gliadin, which is that chunk, that sort of half chunk of gluten. Um, we can really only chop gluten in half. That's about the best we can do. That's, evolution, that's an evolutionary clue that we're not supposed to be eating it. Um, and casein-derived peptides from milk. So, uh, so gluten and dairy can be problematic for people um, with, with mental health problems. They're possible culprits. And, and it's not a subtle, a subtle difference. It's not a little bit more. So, for example, people with schizophrenia, 23.1% of them had moderate to high levels of non-celiac antibodies um, to gliadin, which is another gluten chunk, um, compared with just 3% control. So, so it's not subtle. It, it's, a, it's a real effect. Yeah, so I think you uh, when, yeah, I, I when I that's heard- one of the things that I worry about with my oldest son is the fact that he has a little bit of schizoaffective disorder, and I want so bad for him, and I think with him, you know, being where he is, that he will be facilitated with being able to eat the way he needs to eat to get his body in line to where he's healthy. Yeah, and um, and I think it's. Yeah, and, and then I'm again having been through what he's going through right now. I think a lot of why I was able to maintain some level of sanity throughout what was, what is a very insane process, right? Of going through, you know, with, I, you know, again, I've got, to, I can sympathize because I, I went through it fairly recently, but and, and granted, in a different state, different circumstances, but same, um, a lot of the same emotions apply. Yeah. Um, that is one thing that kept me in, kept me sane was the fact that when I did eat, I was mindful of what I was eating, and I was I, and I and I and I chose things that that, that support that uh, you know support my overall health, and it kept me sane and and and, and, I, and I contributed I, I I contribute the fact that I more or less maintained my diet 
while you know, the, you know while all of this stuff was going on because it because it helped to keep my to just to keep me moving forward i mean just think about all the other you know the fact that i didn't have to deal with all the other problems of of, of having a poor diet and having my body kind of you know randomly malfunction at times it's, yeah i mean even during you know the the beginnings of your divorce and whatnot where your ability to eat optimi optimally was not there you were still slaying it the best way that you could in order not to end up off the track and your body having those problems yeah well so and i think in 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 this next clip talks about um the, the link with autism and diet and and uh i can talk a little bit about that because you know kids that are arguably on the spectrum so up to 75% of people with autistic spectrum disorders, this was a, this was a post-mortem, an autopsy study, um, have markers of leaky gut. Um, and there are many other, many, many other markers of leaky gut that, that people with um, autistic spectrum disorder and uh, schizophrenia tend to have. Um, these are clues that some, some forms of mental illness, at least in some cases, may have a strong immune component to them. So... I, I, and actually, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Both of my children have either ADD or ADHD, and my oldest son has ODD, which is oppositional defiance. And I have to be honest, I think he got the ODD from me because I know that I have it. And I have noticed that with a correction in my diet, it has assisted in reducing the episodes of ODD that I experience. And if I do eat like shit, I do notice an increase in my irritability and my um, propentance to be oppositional. Yeah, and and yeah, and I think there's a couple... I, I Seems like I have a couple of clips that might explain that a little bit later. But um, yeah, and I think it, it yeah, I did there. It is um, yeah, it, it's it's it, there's a there's a certain calming effect by well yeah eating properly right. It's be your body's your yeah because it, your body's working uh, optimally. Yeah, it's more optimally right. I mean, so it, sometimes it's in healing mode right. But it does it, it yeah. It's instead of in, instead of fighting insults, um, it's it's actually any improvement is an improvement. That, seriously, that, that seri- yeah, exactly. So. Um, so now uh, there's a question of you know whether the le- whether the um, a leaky what how a leaky gut might uh, might impact all of this. And there's this question of you know if you have a leaky gut do you have a leaky brain? Well, in some cases yes, in some cases maybe not. The, the, the science is really emerging, and it's actually very difficult to prove that kind of temporality, that sort of time. You know, if this happens, does this happen next? Uh, we don't really know, but it doesn't matter in, in, in a certain way because toxins from foods. Uh, can affect the brain directly through the vagus nerve, which connects the the gut to the brain. Um, it can also um, uh, it can it can affect the brain indirectly. A toxin from food can affect the brain indirectly through um, immune mediators, cytokines, and things like that. Inflammation and the microbiome microbiome can send messages to the brain about uh, what's going on uh, inside of your gut. So they're very, of course, very powerfully connected. You don't have to have leaky gut to have a leaky brain. Uh, You may not even need to have a leaky brain. So these toxins can affect us in all kinds of very complicated ways that are um, intensely being studied now. 
Okay, I have to make a comment about your any improvement is an improvement seriously line. He's spoken like a true dudette named Bernadette. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm in training. Yes. Don't give me a hard time. I wasn't giving you a hard time. I was I was merely uh, merely, merely complimenting you on your astute observation of stuff. Yes, any Yeah, like water's wet. Fuck both of you. You yeah. and Sir Bemrose who said <laughs> it in the chat. I'm just saying. I was, I was simply supporting the idea that, uh, that, that you were bolstering the bullshit breaking the balls breaking the balls that's all you were doing you were breaking my balls you know fuck you well you know I mean uh, seriously uh, hey fuck you too uh-huh. you could not even get it done quick enough <laughs> Oh. Sounds familiar. Oh, wait, that's the after, after, after party. Let's get back to the show content, shall we? Um, yeah, okay. So, let me just go back to the next to the next clip. So, um, I think this next clip will be uh, be more relevant, um, especially since we talk about talking about gluten and uh, and psychosis in in, in, in teens. It's a little, it's a little bit longer of a clip, y'all. This is a a, a very. Um beautifully documented case in the literature uh, just published a, a, a few years ago of a 14-year-old girl. She had uh, severe psychotic symptoms coming and going, um, and she had complex hallucinations and paranoia and suicidal thinking. She also had a little weight loss and some GI upset. She had a huge workup, all kinds of tests done. She wasn't allergic to wheat. She didn't have any celiac disease markers. Um, so, you know, she went through the standard, you know, steroids and antipsychotics and all kinds of other horrible um, interventions for about a year, and then she started losing a little bit more weight, and they sent her to a nutritionist, finally. And the nutritionist said, oh, why don't you try a gluten-free diet for your, for your GI symptoms? And of course, uh, all of, not of course, but miraculously, I guess, um, all of her psychotic symptoms went away. Um, but every once in a while, she would cheat, and she wasn't, uh, you know, she was, you know, 14, and so uh, she got admitted uh, to a facility where they could actually do a very strict gluten sensitive, sensitivity test, you know, where they compared wheat capsules to rice, ca- rice powder capsules to see if they could get the symptoms to come and go. And lo and behold, um, they were very specific to her consuming the wheat capsules. And the symptoms would last three days, and then they would go away. So, um, and this person did not have celiac disease. Um, she also had some non-celiac antibodies um, to uh, gluten, Prote- uh, peptides, and she, she was positive for this marker um, that um, Dr. Mason uh, mentioned earlier, this fecal calprotectin, which is a marker for um, leaky gut. A, a fecal protector? Is that what I heard? I think that's exactly what you heard, and funny enough, because leaky gut probably leads to leaky butt. Yeah, fecal detector. I think I, I th- even if I didn't hear that, that's what I'm writing down as a potential show title. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. No, nor is there anything wrong with. Well, actually, you you asked me if I had played this clip yet. I have not played this clip. It is now the time to play this clip about the teenage boys drinking soda and what happens to their adrenaline when they do it. Oh my God! Uh, just yes. take a look at what happens to teenage boys who drink sugar sweetened beverages compared to a sugar free cola drink. That's their adrenaline level spiking to nearly five times its baseline about four or five hours later. So this is not subtle. <laughs> and for most people, this is happening, again, three, four, five, six times a day. Yeah. Um, there- and that's a scary thought, especially because I know my youngest son would drink 
a metric shit ton of Mountain Dew. I mean, granted, he wasn't ragey, but at the same point in time, he kind of was because he was playing, you know, a, a battle-type yeah. game on his uh, yeah, inter- video Okay, okay the, interestingly enough, neither of my children ever got into drinking soda. So Okay, so I'm going to tell a story about my youngest son and drinking. This okay. little son of a bitch. I love him. Phoenix Jr., you know I do love you, but you little motherfucker. So... I used to keep Jack Daniels ice cold on tap in the freezer in my garage when we had our first house here in Tennessee. What? Yes. I, I always had it ice cold anytime I wanted it. And we used to buy the big 1.75 milliliter bottles. We called them the granddaddy bottles. So this little shit stain was going out in the garage because we kept the popsicles and this and that and the other thing out there. We didn't think anything of the fact. He's going out there. He's filling up his fucking water bottle with motherfucking Jack Daniels and grabbing a popsicle. So we just think, okay, whatever, you know, whatever. This little shit goblin was getting shit-faced in my house. My oldest son had to pick his ass up off of the top bunk of his bunk beds, put his ass in the shower because he had puked all over himself. So... I was so pissed when I found this out. I'm like, what in the actual fuck do you think you're doing? And I hadn't even realized that I had some boxes stacked up in the hallway and he had tripped over the boxes, which is when my ex had said, hey, uh, I think the little one's drunk. And I'm like, you're fucking crazy. Like, the kid is not old enough to be drinking. Well, apparently he was. I was so mad. I'm like, are you fucking joking me right now, little boy? How dare you? Yeah. Oh well. You know. But uh, yeah. The, the yeah. All that sugar. I mean. I imagine if it, if it's you know because because the 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 sugar there's those sodas have a lot of sugar in them and they also you know yeah they do yeah and, it, and it's funny because they also they contain sodium they contain so much sugar that they have to put sodium in it to actually like make it kind of like buffer it to buffer it yeah I mean. That, think about how crazy that is, and I never thought about that before now. But it's, it's nauseating. I mean, I know we talk about um, yeah. salt not being the enemy ultimately because it does have benefits. Yeah. But at the same time, when you're combining those two, it seems like a really you know dysfunctional pair. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were meanwhile distracted and did a boost during the show, mind you, of 4,200 sats. That's right. Saying, experiencing the lowest effect like Phoenix and Phone Boy. Wait, wait a minute. Why? You did. You said that you're experiencing it like both of us. Okay. Uh, That's that. right. I'm experiencing it like you're experiencing it. We both are experiencing it the same. Okay. Uh, that is what I was implying. Okay. I, I think I, I got you. I'm just making sure that it's in the show notes here because that's where it needs to go so um now there is one other thing and this is and and i and i have a bit to say about this uh we talk about um about what you know sort of you know kids right and they have them having adhd right right um i would say that both of my children at the very least are on the on the on the autism spectrum uh if not also have adhd so this 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 matters to me there's some, been some very interesting elimination diet studies uh, with ADHD, putting children on a what looks mostly like a whole foods diet. They threw in some margarine and some apple juice too, but just a, you know, a few foods diet um, and uh, a little misguided. But uh, they, um, but, but these these studies show remarkable results. They're flawed. 
They're flawed studies, but there are quite a few of them, and they all point in the same direction. And uh, so why not try that? What would be the harm? Yeah, and, 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 and this is one of the things that, you know, one of the d- discussions I had um, with my ex at some point about diet um, with, for, the, for the children. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was vetoed um, because, uh, you know, what do I know about it? Meanwhile, I, 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 I transformed right in front of her. Um, and, and honestly, I've actually heard um, from one of my friends who has a son who's on the autism spectrum about these diets that they recommend putting the kids on to try to regulate the situation yeah and it's uh it's just it's just kind of crazy they're they're counterproductive because of the fact they're not cutting out the shit they need to be cutting out in order to facilitate success in controlling these conditions naturally yeah and um yeah it's just it's just it's not great i mean the way you look at it so um so um there is so uh, sir bemrose has a has an anecdote in the, in the troll room he says so uh fun anecdote bat in the 80s when nutrasweet was introduced our parents tried switching their slightly chunky kids to diet soda but i had a bad reaction to it bemlet stayed with aspartame soda i switched back to high fructose corn syrup soda after a few years of this my baby brother outweighed me by 30 pounds oh my god yeah well and that actually and that actually uh, jives with uh, some of the some of what I've heard from some of the from you know the, and doing some of the research I've done and, and the things I've listened to uh, is that yeah um, what happens is when you when you have aspartame well first of all aspartame gives me well, the, the yeah it gives you the Shiite gives me the Shiite Muslims yeah exactly but the thing is we've talked about how nefarious fake sugar is and I mean if you have a choice between consuming fake sugar and real sugar take the real all day long as much as it's picking the lesser of two evils it's still better for you in the grand scope yeah and i probably honestly like i mean i'd probably have i mean for me like if i had it so the, the i i i like having um I, I haven't done it in a while obviously but uh, i like having coke in israel that's actually made with real sugar you Mexican Coke is made with yeah. Real sugar it doesn't, too. Yeah, it's funny because even in 2012, when I was in Cancun and had and was having Mexican Coke, obviously, um, yeah, it just it didn't it didn't taste right. I don't know what it was about it, but um, it just it was like okay, well, soda but, in and of itself tastes like shit. Yeah. Once you've cut sugar out of your life, if you have you know a, a taste of soda, yeah. it, it's not pleasant. Yeah, um, it's yeah. Aspartame is terrible for you. And I, I would, you know, I, you know, although you know, they're both those are both kind of fake is sugars, where you know they they've done things to them um, to to manipulate them in a way that makes them um, a little bit more nefarious. But um, but yeah, the, uh, the this thing. So um, now there there is a particular molecule that is necessary to consume on a regular basis that uh, you know as far that uh, that our body requires that includes our brain and then George Ede talks about it here in this in this uh, fifty one second clip. DHA is a really important uh, uh, molecule, uh, irreplaceable in the brain and other parts of the body. It has a special uh, configuration which gives it quantum mechanical properties 
and that allow it to buffer electricity. So you find it in places where electrons are very busy, places like mitochondrial membranes and the retina and synapses of the brain where cell communication is taking place. So it's very, very important. So you want to make sure you get enough of that. Um, where does it come from? Uh, oh, I, I, should, I want to mention that it's been hypothesized by people who study these, these things intensely that, that because DHA is important for the developing cortex of the baby and also for, um, uh, for cellular communication connection, that it's essential for higher intelligence. So it's not something you want to skimp on. Yeah, we got to actually... Boy, that 51 ourselves. seconds went fast. Yeah, exactly, it did. Um, but... Here's the thing. I mean, so so DHA is really important, and it's not something that it's easy, you know, that, that you can necessarily get from, uh, you know, for you know, the, it's it's a little bit harder to get. It's yeah, it's one of those things you you, you need to consume, and if you don't consume it, uh, yeah, it might consume you. Exactly. So. Mm. Sorry. Yes, we're, we're, we're we had we're having a beer apocalypse here. Um, that was going. Yeah, phone boy just got the money shot off a dirty bastard. That's. Yeah, that's the name of the beer, just in case you're... Huh? Yeah. Yeah, but it so, sounded really good. It did sound really good. So, now, here's how important DHA is, and because if you, under, if you understand that what DHA does for the brain, right, and, that, and, it's, and it's something I think if it actually, it goes back, you know, I, I'd say, de, you know, it goes back centuries as far as, like, you know, I th- or, you know, the, you know, in, you know, vertebrates, I think, had it, you know, it's one of those things that the, that, they, that is, has remained largely unchanged. It's that useful, right? Um, well, um, it's kind of an important molecule if you don't have it. Well, uh, here's what, here's what happens. People much smarter than I am have hypothesized that without DHA, consciousness, symbolic thinking, intelligence, impossible. And, uh, you know, according to this researcher, DHA plays a unique and indispensable role in the neural signaling essential for higher intelligence. So, yeah, so basically, without it, we all walk around like a bunch of knuckle-dragging troglodytes. Fantastic. Which sounds like uh, what Klaus Schwab wants. You'll oh, own- you know, you'll own nothing and be happy? Yeah, you first, you fat, bloated motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. So um, now, uh, when we talk about where, to, okay, so where in the diet do we get uh, DHA from? Well, um, yeah, if, if, you, if you don't like eating animals, yeah, you may not want to hear this. Yeah. DHA um, is uh, present in animal foods. It does not uh, plant foods contain absolutely no DHA. Um, plant foods contain a different omega-3 called ALA, but it's actually very, very difficult for us to convert ALA um, into DHA. In some cases, not at all. So most experts agree that it's important to consume DHA directly, either from animal foods uh, or supplements, uh, algae supplements. It can't be a um, it can't be a plant-based supplement like like flaxseed, for example, because that has ALA in it. Yeah, and it's this, it, so you know this is this is one again a very essential sort of you know amino acid that yeah you're not getting from you're not getting from plants at least not very easily. So. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, vegans are ending up having to find a way to get it without. Yeah. yeah. So what do you eat right now? Now again, yeah. Georgia Ede was talking to a bunch of carnivores. So, uh, but it, but I think I, I still think it's a I think it's still think it's very accurate. Um, you know, evolutionarily speaking. Right. We all in this room perhaps already know this, but um, meat, contrary to popular belief, uh, is the uh, contains every nutrient we need in its proper form, 
and without any anti-nutrients to interfere, whereas plant foods all are missing certain key uh, nutrients, and they, uh, some of them are in the wrong form and harder for us to use, and they uh, contain anti-nutrients, which interfere with our ability to absorb them or utilize them. Yeah, we talked about anti-nutrients before, so um, we, we don't, and, and so, yeah, meat, and that's, and I think that's the important thing is that, I mean, I remember getting meat as a, as a, as a small baby, or at least, I mean, at least being told about it as a, you know, a, from when I was very young, because I think when it would happen, it would have, I would have been, you know, like a, you know, like an act, a baby baby, not a, you know, not a, not a coherent, <laughs> you know, remember what I did kind of baby, so. Well, I mean, it, it, it thinking about that. I think about the fact that, like, you know, my dad was born in 1947, and they literally, it wasn't run to the grocery store when you needed a steak or, you know, some broccoli for dinner. All the shit that you ate was grown there or raised there on premises. You know, they raised their own livestock, they grew their own vegetables, and, you know, that's where my grandmother learned or you know whatever how to can vegetables which she taught my mother who taught me and I still try to keep that particular you know tradition alive because I think it's very essential for us to still be connected to you know what we're growing and what's in our food and I truly believe that the mass-produced vegetables that you get in the grocery store nowhere is nowhere near as nutritious and they don't have nearly as many of the nutrients that you need yeah they don't they, as they, the they, ones they, that you're growing taste, in your own ground they taste bland tomatoes. they do they have no fucking taste like the tomatoes I'll tell you my yes I will tell you my aha moment was I went to a farm stand a couple years ago in the local area and I purchased a cantaloupe because I love cantaloupe, honeydew, melon, all that jazz. Now, you buy a cantaloupe in the store, like Phone Boy said, it has no fucking flavor. This cantaloupe I got from a local farm and, and it may have even been a farm that was from like South Carolina or something, but the point was it was not a commercially, you know, grocery store farm oh my god a food gasm occurred in my mouth when eating this melon it was the most sweet delicious melon i had ever eaten and i think that was maybe my red pill in a sense even before you know getting with you that something was very fucked about our food system and the food that they are providing us that is truly overproduced and you know even though they say it's not gmo bullshit there's no way you're producing enough food for the demand that exists for it not to have some degree of science behind it yeah well and and i think it's just it's yeah it's it's the the flavor everything about what we've been yeah the the food that's out there and i mean okay so the the uh you had okay we 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 defrosted some ground beef this week right for that's right because i was making meatloaf which subsequently came out banging yeah that was that was that was amazing by the way yeah so but anyone out there who's trying to eat clean like the way that we do and is looking for a really good meatloaf recipe hit me up in the back channel i will tell you what i use as a binding agent as opposed to breadcrumbs it will not only enhance the flavor of your meatloaf but it might just blow your mind yeah so we uh so anyway we um the 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 the, um what was i saying with the meatloaf 
You were talking about the difference in the color between the meat we got from Randolph yes, Farms and, and the, the shit we got from Walmart. That's right. Or, we Wal- well, no, well, actually, that was from Food City, but no, no, no different, right? I'm pretty sure that was stuff was from Food City, but um, yeah. The, Either way, what yeah. I'm saying is it was industrial hamburgers, not the stuff yeah, we get from Randolph that, Farms. Yeah, it's the color is just it's, yes. it's, it's it's like it's almost like a it's almost like a gray pink. That comes from the. It know, really the looks like store. a color we're, that we're, you think I should never put this shit in my mouth. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just going to be honest yeah, well, about the okay. fact. We 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 we're also having this discussion about steaks because we were talking about. Oh my god! So can I have a rant, y'all? Yeah. All I want, y'all, it's not that hard. All I want is about a nice one inch thick ribeye that I can throw on my grill and sink my knife into. Okay, that's all I want. Why is it that you cannot find a goddamn grocery store where the butcher cuts a fucking steak to one inch? I'm literally going to have to go spend a couple hundred fucking dollars to buy a full-size ribeye in order to cut this thing to thickness that I want so Fonboy and I can have a nice steak dinner. I'm so ragey about this, I can't tell you. Yeah, I mean, this is, okay, yeah, this is one of the uh, downsides of living in a small, a, a quaint... A, but it's not a, even a quaint, that. Small. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe it is. Because in all honesty, I probably could travel over the mountain yeah. and go to the Kroger in, like, Merville well, and get a fucking well, steak or that's when one you're, inch or, or when you're in fucking Nashville, hello. Okay, screw you to the effect I never thought that I could actually take a time out, go somewhere in Nashville, like to the Costco out there, and get the meat that I was looking for. Fuck you, phone boy. Mm -hmm. I never thought about that. Seriously. You have a really good point. Hot damn. Fuck you! Why Why is it you're smarter than me? Well, why? I don't know, but... Anyway, we uh, th- let's talk about some of the other nutrients that meat has, right? That we that we talk about, and then they get, it gets kind of some of the stuff gets kind of demonized. Uh, and we'll talk about carnitine. So carnitine is what's called a conditionally essential amino acid. We are able to make it ourselves, but we're sometimes not able to make enough to meet our needs. And in order to make carnitine ourselves, we need these two amino acids, lysine and methionine. And these just happen to be the ones that are the most difficult to find in plant foods. And uh, uh, carnitine is very important for energy balance, as has been discussed before today. And it also regulates the fluid and electrolyte balance in the brain. Very important. Oh, yeah, I guess I should unmute myself here. Um, yeah, it's it's funny because, you know, the, yeah, they say you get too much of it or something. But, uh, yeah, and the, I guess uh, uh, choline is another one of these uh, one of these nutrients that we seem to be, um, you know, that, that, that comes from meat that's a little bit harder to get from something else. And choline is an essential nutrient, um, which is responsible for the integrity of cells. That's something you want. You don't want your cells to fall apart. And it's also important for building uh, the uh, neurotransmitter acetylcholine, which is very important for neuromuscular function, but also in the brain for things like learning and memory. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about again? Yeah, I guess. I know, I, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, the uh, but we talk about but obviously the the reason we eat meat one of the reasons we eat meat is protein but I think it, you know not all protein is created equal of course. Well, before you play that clip, I I just want to recognize that it's interesting because every time I hear the word acetylcholine, I think about all these like serial killers that 
act like in the medical field, like nurses and shit that use acetylcholine to perpetrate like a heart attack or some shit that kills their patient and it's just kind of deemed a natural cause. It's just really nefarious. That's all. Yeah, there you go. So, but yeah. So, all right, we'll play this uh, clip about that uh, protein. Right. All animal proteins are complete. They contain every amino acid we need and in the proper proportions, I might add. Um, whereas most plant proteins are incomplete. Uh, animal proteins are denser sources of protein. You have to eat a lot less to meet your requirements. They're more digestible, contrary to popular b- belief, than most plant proteins. And they're more bioavailable because, again, the anti-nutrients, et cetera, protease inhibitors getting in the way of us, uh, extracting all of that energy from food, just like um, Peter Ballerstedt said earlier. Well, yeah, we're, okay. Apparently we've had more... Voicemails to come in, so yeah. we're actually going to take a little break and listen to those voicemails. Well, no, we're, we're almost done, so we're going to get to. The oh, end we're going to wait. We get to the oh. end and then we do it. This is how we, this is how the show works. I'm a fan. Yeah, this is a fan because I because we're almost done, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, now, I still hear slap back though from those speakers, yeah. like in all honesty. Well, okay. Well, here, turn that. Then you, oh, I see. Yeah, that's what you that realize is. we're both muted. Uh, no, we're not both. Oh, muted. shut up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I will play the. Okay, so, so we talk about uh, one of the ways. I know somebody's going to ISO that screw up. You know that. Well, right? of course, only especially because oh, Bemrose is actually uh, paying attention in the chat. Yes, he is. So, um, okay, we so, um, you know, there, one of the suggestions for a lot of this is is a ketogenic diet, and I don't mean the bullshit marketing term version of ketogenic, but I mean an actual ketogenic diet that that is described in the in the literature. Um, that uh, that is that uh, yeah I guess I, I actually I might play that first instead. Did, did we tell the story when we went to Walmart that time, and I decided to pull a uh, what was it Nutrisystem or Jenny Craig something like that I think it was Nutrisystem um, box off the shelf and I said let's play the hot fresh garbage game and then you realized what I was holding in my hand you're like fuck you that's like shooting fish in a barrel yes. <laughs> It just goes along with the keto being a bullshit marketing term. Yeah, we should look. You should be looking into food combination. Yes, we 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 did talk about food combination earlier, and yes, food combination can be good or bad, right? It's it's you know it's, it all depends on what you're doing. But um, so I think I'll play this clip because this is um, because this is goes in the literature back. And in fact, I, I should have pulled if I, if I were if I were uh, if I had had a little bit more time, I would have pulled the clip from the beginning of Fat a Documentary where Jim Abrams talks about his son Charlie. Yes, that that. that whole um, that the fact that he found in the literature going back, you know, a century or more, the fact that yeah, uh, you do a ketogenic diet with ep- epilepsy, it actually keeps it under control. And this is of course before they figured out insulin. You know, they, 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 there's a lot of other things that kind of go back into that same category. Yeah, and he spent like an unrealistic amount of money on testing and doctors and whatnot to figure out, you know, the best way to help treat his son. And ultimately, it ended up just being, you know, as simple as changing the diet that you gave this little boy. And now he's a very successful, you know, adult and he's thriving in life because his parents figured it out early enough exactly so um all right so we're gonna play so i'm gonna go ahead and play this clip here about epilepsy and a ketogenic diet cool 
Now, we've known for nearly 100 years now that you can treat epilepsy with a ketogenic diet. Take most of the carbohydrate out of the diet, and you can stop seizures in their tracks. So if that's not proof enough that um, carbohydrates affect brain chemistry stability, I don't know what is. Yeah, and mean, I agree with that, because if we talk about how gluten affects the mind, and ultimately, you know, gluten breaks down into sugar, which equals carbohydrates, yeah, it, again, it's all circular, and it all ties into one another. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we'll play another clip here that, that we talks about how, how we think the ketogenic diet actually works, how the, how the brain uh, treats a ketogenic diet. When you eat a ketogenic diet, you're using fat uh, primarily for energy, and the brain is using, a, uh, to a large extent, ketones instead of glucose. It can't use 100% ketones, but it can use about two-thirds of, it, of its energy can come from ketones. The way we think it works is that ketones burn cleanly and more efficiently and they uh, than glucose does in the brain, and so you create less oxidation, less inflammation. Yeah, and so yeah, you, you cleaner beer and fuel again, basically. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight the fact as being someone who got swept up in the whole bullshit marketing term of keto, thinking that I was doing something good for myself in the attempt to lose weight. The fake sugar that is in the shit that they say like and I'm gonna call it out, Atkins, Nutrisystem, whatever, you know, finger wagging weight loss company is out there all the fake sugar that they're putting in there the, the erythritol and everything like that so that your brain is still getting the quote-unquote rush and satiation of that sugar while you're you know in your mind oh i'm losing weight because this little teeny tiny pizza i can eat there's seed oils in that there's grains in that there's probably sugar in that even if it is fake sugar, so how are you doing any benefit for yourself? That just, I'm, I'm really offended when you look at the bigger picture of this and you realize that it's all bullshit and it's bad for you and it's killing people. Yeah, it is. Um, and, um, you know, there's, a, I think uh, we... And we got we got a couple more clips here to play. Uh, this is uh, um, so now we talk about epilepsy and bipolar, and, and how does that, how does keto handle that? I mean, I think it's I think this is, you know, again it's another um, there's some uh, some meta, some uh, mental issues that are probably metabolically driven, and uh, this is this is how this works. Bipolar disorder and epilepsy have a lot in common. They have a lot of underlying, they share a lot of underlying mechanisms. One of the many things that they have in common is that um, they both, uh, uh, you tend to see higher levels of sodium inside brain cells in both conditions. And the ketogenic diet and the anticonvulsant mood stabilizers, medications like Depakote and Topamax, um, uh, those kinds of medications, they lower sodium inside brain cells. They remove some of that sodium and put it outside the cell. Now, the, the, the reason why that's important is because too much sodium inside cells makes them too reactive. And if you lower sodium, then they're less reactive. Um, so it, it has a calming influence, stabilizing influence. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a clip I was telling you about where yeah the sodium it actually you know too much sodium might not be a great thing but it but yeah it, it's but there's some sodium is necessary to uh... absolutely but at the same point in time how do you deem what too much is 
Well, exactly. But that's a, but yeah, but I mean, this is, but again, part of what happens with keto is that it actually removes, and that's actually something that happens with keto. In fact, is that uh, when you're on keto, more of the, more of the sodium gets flushed from your body. And it's, and you so, know, it's interesting you say that because when I was doing keto, I noticed that I had a lot more leg cramps, which, as we know, is partially a sodium deficiency. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, I've got one more clip, and and I'll, then I'll play the voicemails. But this is this this was kind of a fun clip that I, of course, sweetened because of course. And I think and I think you will you will appreciate. Oh, this is the one you told me that I, you didn't tell me what it was, but you said you're going to like this. I have a sweetened clip. That's right. But Doctor Eat, I deserve chocolate. <laughs> And uh, it's just dripping with addiction. You know, nobody says that about kale. So, have more kale. 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 You 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 have more kale. Yeah, I should have seen that coming when I saw the title of that particular clip. But you know what? I want to thank you, phone boy, for giving me a little dose of JCD. You know how much I love it. Yeah, well, I I thought that that would be a benefit to put to marrying those two clips together. That was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So, all right, we have so um, obviously. I think you know what our dietary suggestions are, which is to to. Um, you know, eat real, eat real food is 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 as real as possible. Which you know, that's means, right. Which means going back to pre-industrial agriculture if you can if you can manage it. But uh, so, um, all right. So we have two more voicemails to play. I am that, excited that, to hear that, these that came in since. Uh, and if you want to get in the queue, because you know we're not done yet. Two five three two three seven three three two one. Tell us if you've ever had sugar rage or uh, what causes your sugar yeah, rage. So we're gonna play the voicemail. From this caller. Woo! Hello. So I heard a rumor that you're looking for stories about raging on sugar. Got one for you. <laughs> Imagine six teenagers at a sleepover. It's 2 a.m. You're all in pajamas, and Jolt is the newest, greatest drink. So, all of you in the middle of the night get into your friend's car. Drive the six blocks down the thriftway, go inside, again, all in pajamas because you've been snorting pixie sticks and fuck knows why. You go in, in a herd, you get your jolt, you walk up front, you go to pay, and the first thing they say is, are you guys okay? You you look a little hyper. And your sister raises her hand and says, snorting pixie sticks, snorting pixie sticks, snorting pixie sticks, we want jolt. There you go. And then you run into some schoolmates of the male kind. One of them, who's a really good friend of yours, who happens to be 18 and a senior, and he's looking at us going, Lisa, what's going on? And Amy pops up again and says, Pixie Six, Pixie Six, where's our Pixie Six? Todd's like, okay, I think your sister's having issues. And I look at him and I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. He's like, whoa, you're cussing. And I'm like, yeah, you got a problem with it, bitch? And he just starts laughing. He's like, I am so not telling your parents about this. And I'm like, you'd better not. If you do, I'm coming for your ass. There you go. Love y'all. Uh, I was going to say something else, but you know what? Ah, fuck it. Y'all have an absolutely wonderful time. I adore you. Bye-bye. Thank you so I much, Dan If I can get my thumb to fucking hang up. <laughs> I come by. 
Oh my god, I can't even. Why does the image of Lisa Bemrose on fucking pixie sticks just make me laugh way harder than I should? Yeah, well, and, oh my god, I remember Joel, like, for serious. Yeah, Holy so do fuck, I. Yeah, I remember that soda made you vibrate across the goddamn floor. It was so fucking good, though. Yeah, well, it didn't make me vibrate, it brought me to about the right place. <laughs> so, I don't know. Weed before weed. Yeah, I guess. Liquid um, weed. All right, so so potential show titles from the from the transcript of said uh, of said uh, voicemail, uh, starting pixie sticks, uh, broom her. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a there's a couple cute. Of things. Yeah, so we have one more voicemail Woo-hoo! that we're gonna play, and it is from this uh, this person right here. Greetings, Phoenix and Phone Boy. I have uh, I don't know if I've ever experienced a sugar rage. I don't even really know what that means. I didn't look it up. Before I called, uh, I've had a sugar crash. Uh, I don't think I've ever been ragey because I ate too much sugar, but I definitely had a sugar crash once, and um, that that can make you uh, trigger panic for sure. Uh, not many people know this, but uh, back in my high school years, I was really starting to get into. Uh, and to, and to, well, I was into reading about bodybuilding. I don't know if I was a very good practitioner. I was not. And I didn't have my nutrition really dialed in. I didn't eat enough calories. And I was uh, thinking that maybe I was a, a type 2 diabetic where your body would uh, overproduce insulin and uh, because your, your body's cells are not sensitive to the blood sugar uh, to be taken into the cell. And so uh, the cells kind of pull back the receptors for the insulin. And then the sugar just starts to build up in your bloodstream. So your pancreas has to kick out more insulin in order for it to get pushed into the cell. And it creates a, a cascade effect, too, of not only that, but then overproducing insulin. But then you have too much insulin in your body, it uh, ramps up fat storage. So... Uh, I, I thought I had that, and and back in the day, you might still be able to, but you didn't need anything to get a uh, a vial of insulin and needles. You could just go in and say, "Hey, uh, I uh, I need some cumulin R, and I will need a a, a package of uh, insulin needles, please." I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> you know, so you know most people are going to buy that just because they're not actually diabetic, and um, I injected a little bit of that because. It's just mentioned in the bodybuilder magazines and um it it man it would totally crash i would start sweating profusely my blood sugar would start crashing it was really really bad like really probably very dangerous for me to do that as a high schooler and uh, long story short that all got figured out and um so better now but not sugar rage i don't get angry at uh eating too much sugar uh maybe upset with myself i feel a little guilty but otherwise anyways fun question in the lotus ciao thank you sir thank you sir one sauce we appreciate that uh, i see sugar panic in the uh in the in the in the title or in the i like sugar panic that is a really good one yeah well we're gonna have some discussion about that at the end because it is now the end of the show where i think i play the clip there's a there's, a, There's clip. a particular clip. There's a particular clip. I do that. I'm so fucking over this. Yeah. That's right. I, I don't know how I got two, uh, almost two hours and 40-something minutes out of this. Because you're a consummate professional. 
because I am a constant professional, and yeah, we 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 can uh, we can bloviate a lot, and uh, we uh, we end the show something like this. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, and fuck you. I'm out. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.